This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. So, first of all, I want to just thank Jason for calling me. I'll tell you why I think. So tonight is Hoshana Rabbah. Tonight is, um, it, it's, it's known Kabbalistically as, you know how we had Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur, you know we had Rosh Hashanah, right? Rosh Hashanah, we got our, we got our, uh, judgment. And whatever is, is, uh, gonna happen this year was already decreed on Rosh Hashanah. Then it's, again, it depends until Yom Kippur. Then it's pending until Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur gets sealed, like a soft seal, if you could say that. Thank you. And, um, and then comes Rosh Hashanah Rabbah, which is tonight. This is like the final verdict. Is where it comes in. So tonight is a very, very, very holy night. In fact, you have many people that stay up all night to learn Torah. Not the plan tonight. Don't worry about it. For you know, you guys can leave whatever you guys want. Um, but there are many people that that stay up and learn the whole night. So I was asked by like maybe two people if I'm doing a whole nighter class, and I decided, you know what, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I said, you know what. You know, I don't think it's going to happen this time because it's during the week. Most people work, so they have work the next day. I figured, you know, you're going to get a very small crowd, if any, and people are going to start leaving out. I figured I'm going to learn. I was planning on learning uh, uh, myself in my sukkah, and that's when Jason uh, called me. So while I was learning tonight, I was like, you know what? It's I, what am I thinking? Why we learn tonight? Because we try to rack up as much as much merit as we can. Because today, today's the final day. This is like the final uh, judgment day. So and then I was like, you know what? Well, you know, if I'm learning by myself, okay, so I get a reward for me learning by myself. But if I'm able to learn with others, then we're getting all that more reward together. So I was like, you know what? And I felt bad now. I felt like maybe I should have, uh, maybe I should have gone and, and uh, you know, and given a class tonight. And I was kind of, you know, regretting my decision of what to do. And then I get a phone call, but someone, by number I don't know. And uh, I don't hear anything. And then he calls me again. And Jason had, a, I guess, one of your friends, uh, things. And then he was like, okay, you know, we're here in class. Are you guys giving a class? And I'm like, I wasn't planning on it. And then my conversation with myself, which I tend to have, um, you know, previously, I was like, wait. I'm like, no, I'm coming. You know, and I was like, I'm coming. He's like, are you sure you don't want to? And then, so that's why I'm here. So I have to thank you guys for bringing out here because this is actually a big merit, a big schut, um, to be here. So that, with that introduction, we're going to speak about whatever it is that you guys want. Because, you know, this is all, what, as I left my house, I was like, okay, maybe, 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 just as a backup. That's all that this is. These things, are, you know, don't, don't, want to, don't uh, you know, anything, we don't plan on following anything. Uh, you could ask me any single question that you have in your mind. Like I said before, you don't have to filter anything. You just ask it. Um, I've dealt with the weirdest to the worst and everything in between. So if you guys are willing... Anybody have a want to start off? You want to start it? So, um, I have a curious question. So, we have a friend. I'm not going to say who. He has a Christian girlfriend. Dating her for a while, you know. But we can't say anything. Are we wrong for not saying anything? Or are we like, we, we're we destined did. to? But like... We're, yeah, he didn't take it right. Yeah, she or he? He, 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 he he's he's the Jew and she's a Christian. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, like he also like mentions it that he's deep, deeply in love with her and he loves her, but he, he wasn't. Does, yeah, yeah, but like at that point already. Yeah, but like after marriage, you know. How old is he? Nineteen. Okay. And also, how long has he been dating? Year and a half. For a year and a half already. And he also, you know, he says. He says, like, uh, I wish she was Jewish. Like, you know, I don't want to lose, like, I want my kids to be Jewish as well, but I don't know what to do with myself. Like, like a dilemma in his head. 
Okay. So let me just repeat the question for this. I'm going to repeat it very briefly, and then I have a lot of follow-up questions for you guys. So basically, it's a 19-year-old man who is dating a non-Jewish uh, woman, uh, not only non-Jewish, but also in the Christian faith. And the, the question is, as friends, what do you guys need to do? What are you guys obligated to do? What you guys should do? So now I have a few follow-up questions. First of all, I'm assuming, so uh, did he meet her in uh, school? Yeah. Public school? Yeah. Do you guys want? Okay. So, uh, and he, they're dating for a year and a half already. Yeah. And his family is not religious at all? No. no. What is his religious background? Any affiliation whatsoever? Shafali. What do you mean? No, I'm talking about like, and besides, I'm not talking about the, the, I'm talking about the, that's, is he, was he always secular? Is his family yeah. only secular? Oh, yeah. His, like the holidays, you know? Yeah, like, like, like Rosh Hashanah, like Yom Kippur. That's what his family does. Yeah, it's secular. They're still? Most of our families. Right. And, um, so he has very little understanding in Judaism. Yep. Okay. So this is a very, 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 very difficult and big problem to be in. And I'll explain to you why is the difficult part. Number one, because you already said that he loves her. First of all, he's 19 years old, so he doesn't really know what love is. Um, and that's not just him in general. Just general 19-year-olds don't really understand what love is. He understands more what infatuation is. Uh, the... The problem with with it is with dealing with love is is you're trying to talk to him with this with intellectual. He is thinking with here, possibly something else also. But he's thinking definitely below the head, you know, down the you know and below the belt is what he's dealing with his uh, situation right now. So to go in there and tell him, hey, um, what you're doing is wrong. It's like a heroin addict, you know. He's doing this, and and you're like, wait, you know, it's not so healthy for you. I'd be like, okay. You know, and he's like, you, you're, you might kill yourself. Okay. You really might, you might, you might not wake up. Uh, okay. You know, he's like already there. It's like, you know, you can't like, what are you going to do? Pick the needle out? Yeah. So, I'll tell you what an, a group of Israelis, uh, uh, did. And when you're dealing with Israelis, it's a different breed in its entirety. Yep. Uh, especially if, if, you, especially if Israeli soldiers. Any Gorski here from Israeli uh, parents? No, okay. No, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, these, there's a group of Israelis that over there, you don't really have the Christian problem so much, but you rather you have the Muslim problem. So, um, they, was one guy who was dating this Muslim girl, and he was like, he was there already, and he went and he was about to, uh, he was, now I'm sorry, he already, he already proposed, they were engaged, they were getting married. They had an, they had a wedding date and everything. And his friends were like, were always against it. Be like, how do you do that? How do you do that to your, to your family? How do you do that to your religion? How do you do that to your nationality, your, your heritage? And he's like, no, but I love her. You know, I was like, it's like, I really care about her. She really cares about me. It's not about that anymore. So the, the guys were like, they saw they weren't dealing with, you know, with, uh, um, with, uh, you know, with the situation. And he was, there was no getting through to him. So they said, you know what? Israelis, they're smart. I mean, look, just look at Waze, right? Or any other Israeli product, which is about 10 million of them that we're dealing with. Uh, so he goes and he said, they, they're like, okay, uh, we want to throw you a bachelor party. So he's like, he's like, you know, you know, guys, I really appreciate you coming around and seeing it from my point of view. Of course, I'll come with a bachelor party that, you know, it's, it's, you know, I really want you to be involved with this. Really, she's a great girl. You get to see her. Uh, you get to know her. So they said, fine. They get her, they get him, uh, to the, they said, the, you're meeting the bachelor party in one of the guy's apartments and, uh, at, at, you know, day before the wedding, literally the night before it. This is the, t whoever does bachelor party, like whoever, like yeah, let's get trash the night before your wedding, so have the biggest <laughs> hangover on the most important day of your life, 
That is a smart idea. Again, you're dealing with 19, 20, and 21-year-olds, so this is the way that uh, you know they think. So the problem is when they're 30-year-old and they're still doing that. So anyways, they go and they get into this uh, um, to, to this uh, um, to the room, and they start they, they they start you know chugging beers and they're having a good time, and they're like, okay, now we have a surprise for you, and they want you. I mean, you're going to go into this room. And, and you're gonna have a surprise. So he's like, oh, he's all excited. You know, secular people, what does he think the surprise is gonna be? Right, a popcorn in the back? I don't think so. So he goes in and they, they, he goes into this room and he sees food and water. He's like, oh, this is gonna be great. And, and he turns around, they close the door and he's, a, he, you know, he's excited. And then he hears a click on the other side. And then he hears like another click, you know, it's like, you know, Israel, you know, you have like 16 bolts and like, you know, the, so all of a sudden you hear like all the doors lock and, uh, uh, you know, so he's like waiting over there for like, a, you know, I guess he, they don't want him to come out. Half hour goes by, hour goes by and suddenly he's like, um, he's like, hey, hey guys, he says like, what's the story? He says, uh, um, what's going on? So they were like, um, they're still out there be like, um, oh yeah, we forgot to tell you, we're not letting you out. Uh, you're gonna stay in here until the wedding is over. And he starts, he's like, come on guys. He's like, you're joking, right? And then he's like, he's like, come on, you gotta be joking. And then he looks for his, you know, for his cell phone, and he, he's like, he's like, where's my cell phone guys? They took his cell phone, and one of the guys hugged him, they just put his hands in his pocket and took out his cell phone. The place had no windows, was locked, it was like one of the, you know, had, he's like, listen, you have enough food, water, and a bathroom in there to deal with you for the next 25 hours? He says, we'll come pick you up after the wedding. And they, he started, he started banging on the door. I'm not saying you should, guys should do this, but I'm saying, oh, well, yeah. he I'm starts banging on the door. Not the worst idea, but I'm saying, could it have uh, repercussions also? He starts banging the door and, you know, some other words come out of his mouth. He's like, I thought you guys were my friends. How do you do this to me? Nonstop. And they're like, bang from today until tomorrow. They blasted some music on the other side to down out all the thing and they, and they just left. And this guy was going, he was, he went through like all stages of emotions. First he was angry, then he was depressed, then he was crying, then he was angry again. And then, you know, like everything in between he was going through. And they kept him there for 25 hours. And they get, just to be sure, they wait until the next day as well. They come to the next day, uh, after the wedding, and they, they open the door. He, first of all, he makes a beeline. First of all, he like decks the first person that he sees, and he makes a beeline for the phone. And who does he call right away? His fiance slash almost wife slash who knows what's gonna be type of a woman. So he picks up, you know, she picks up the phone and then she's like, and then he, he, she's like, uh, she's like, hello, and he's like, hey, it's, you know, it's me. And she starts, she, her mouth starts going off. She's like, I knew it. He says, you're a piece of dirt. Oh, wow. I am, uh, you know, making it a little bit kosher. She didn't say dirt. Uh, he says, you're a piece of dirt. I can't believe you did this to me. He says, I'm so, you know, I can't, you know, and then she said, and then the rest of the conversation is really like, beep, 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 like a truck backing up. Beep, 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 just nonstop. And then after like five minutes, you know, she, he's like, he's, first of all, he's blown away by, you know, this potty mouth of this, you know, this, on this, on this girl. And then he's like, he's like, but you don't understand, I got locked up. He's like, I don't care who locked you up. He says, I was so, you know, all my friends are all right. Never get involved with Jews, smelly Jews, the stinky Jews. I can't believe I got sucked into it. Blank you, blank your kind, blank everything. I don't want to see you ever again in my life. And then he hangs up, and then and then she slams down the phone. I guess some Israelis are able to fluctuate from emotions from like zero to sixty in all directions. He turns around to to the guy to the guys who are all sitting over there, and with tears in his eyes, he's like he's like thank you. He's like 
he's like, I could have been stuck with this for the rest of my life or whatever, uh, you know, until death to our part or until we decide not to be uh, to our part. You know, and I could have been like gone. And he's like, you know, he was man enough to actually go and apologize and, and, and actually thank the guys that actually locked him up. Unfortunately, that is a happy ending, at least for the Jewish side. Uh, for the other side, probably also a happy ending. But um, that is one possibility that you guys can do. But generally speaking, this is, uh, th- this is uh, a, you know, it, it's, it's a problematic s- a scenario. And I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preempt these, you know, my next, an- my, my real answer with a few other inf- bits of information. You know, being that you can't really speak to him on an intellectual level, it's very difficult to convince someone something that he's emotionally attached to it. It's very difficult. And I'll give you the proof and point to this. Somebody who is, you know, I'll give you an easy example. I recently gave a whole um, class against uh, proving that Christianity is 100% false and fake and everything like that. So, there, you know, I got a lot of Christians that came back and, and you know, watched it and were sending me comments, sending me emails, sending me messages, um, how, you know, I got it all wrong, you don't know anything about it. What was the words that they use? I don't have the divine spirit in me, and that's why I can't understand the New Testament. I'm like, you're right, because the only way, only is someone who's psychotic on divine spirit or other any divine pill that you could possibly give him, uh, special K, whatever it is that you're doing in the street drugs, then he'll be able to understand the New Testament. Because otherwise, if you read it from a logical standpoint, it makes no sense. There's so many mistakes in it. There's so many errors in it. If you're just take step back for a second, you could see that this is a man-made book. All 27 of them. All or whatever, how much ever. You know, it, it's all nonsense. It's all rubbish. It's, it's, it's toilet paper. And however, at the same point in time, you know, you go, it's even worse. I'll tell you why it's even worse. Because there are people that take Jews out of the religion into the Christian religion, thinking that this is the right religion. I'm like, you're taking somebody who's taking vitamins, uh, you know, to be healthy and be like, I have some perks for you. Um, it's going to be really good. You mix them with some Xanax. You dice them up, you know up the nose gets much better than anything else and this is literally what somebody is healthy you're taking them and you're giving them a drug that's contaminating the soul and it kills them spiritually but you have all these people and I give lists of proofs I give proofs I source everything that I that, that I say and I give proof after proof after proof and yet what do people come back they they still not, I have not gotten one source I've not gotten one source that stated anything that I said was wrong I might have said anything wrong I had got over, you know, 200 messages back on this. Now, one of them ever gave me a source. But yet, now one of them decided to be like, you know what, he's right. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't they go and they man up and they, or at least start thinking about maybe I'm in a, in a situation that's wrong? Why can't they do that? Because they're emotionally invested. They're emotionally invested. You wanted to say something? No, I'm just like, you was asking me about, like, you waiting for an answer or something. Oh, you can always shoot out, Anna. Yeah, you can always shoot out. No, you can I, always, uh... I think just, it's like, because they believe in, like, Doing it for so long, and like get you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they can't just say that all that time I was doing nothing. I just like right, myself. right. Which is you know what? Which you know what? That is very true in Judaism. Also, why you have a lot of Jews um, that they get older on in religion in life. It's very and they were secular. It's very hard for them to become observant and religious. Why? Because that means that everything that they've been living for was fake. And it's very hard for somebody who's like 50, 60, 70, 80 years old to come to the senses and be like, you know what, I was wrong. It's very difficult for someone to say, no, I was wrong. When you're young, that's when you're able to do it. Because you're like, okay, now I'm building out my life. Now I could be like, do I want to be like this or do I want to be like this? It's very easy for you to decide, okay, I want to do this or I want to do that. And from that, it's very simple to make the change. But afterwards, it's very difficult. And that's why the same reasons, because you get used to it. These people also, besides the fact that they got used to it, they got to love 
you know, Jesus. They got to love, you know, this guy who just forgives them for everything. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a guy who's like all cool and everything. And be like, hey, don't worry about anything. Just chill out. Yeah, you believe in me? Don't worry about it. I got you a stairway to heaven. That's it. You know, uh, you know, you think that that, and that's it. So it's very hard to stop to stop believing in that. Additionally, they are thinking over here with their heart. They're thinking, this is what I believe. This I'm so vested into it. I'm, this is this is me. I, I, nothing goes up over here. When you and that's religion. When you're talking about love, when you're talking about relationships, you're talking about it on a whole nother level. You're talking about something in a whole, uh, uh, you know, different thing. So I'll give you a list of things of what you can do and what you can try to do, um, and you know, we'll see where where it could, it could lead to. Number one, the probably the best thing that you can do is pray for him, because people don't realize the power of prayer. People have the ability because you know, in prayer you're able to get inside that person's heart, not through you, through God. So you're like, you're like, God, listen, you know, I need your help because we need God's help for everything. I got this buddy over here. He's losing everything. He says, please help us out over here. And you never know how, you know, prayers go a long, long way. God hears the prayers, especially if you're able to actually shed some, some tears. You know, I'm sitting with a bunch of guys. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. If you can, it's very, very strong and very, very powerful. That is the number one thing that you can do in this situation, at least from my perspective and my opinion. Number two is get him to talk to somebody. I will more than happy talk to him. I will more than happy arrange for him to talk to other people. It's going to be very difficult. He's our mama. He's, yeah. he's a whoop. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I know what she, I mean. She's the man. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. We asked right. him to come, but he said... Uh, he made an excuse, I swear. Work at the syndicate. For tonight, you mean? No, no, no. no for tonight. I swear to God, for tonight, he said he was going to the gym, he would do something. And then right. when we got, as soon as we got here, he said, yo, I'm home. So Tom to come right now. We'll keep it late. Uh, he's not going to show up? He's not going to come. And and I thought he was going to talk about that topic. Yeah, he's he, like his sensitive topic. Yeah. He doesn't like talking. So I could talk to him privately if you want. If you're able to, if you're able to, and and, uh, and by the way, it's a very difficult. Yeah, it's a very difficult uh, concept to deal with. He's Even gonna he's, gonna yeah. he's gonna get mad. Yeah. I, I know it's for sure. <laughs> All right. Like we start talking about. This. I hope he says thank you. I'll tell you a few other um, a few other uh, uh, things on. Uh, you know what? I, to be honest, I know I know I know a, a I can't say a couple. I know a guy. This guy is Christian. He's dating a Jewish, uh, a Jewish girl. And the funny thing is, is that he comes to my classes. So, very interesting. So, um, I, uh, and he keeps on telling me, like, you know, he's, you know, repentant. It's like, he's like very spiritual. He doesn't believe in Jesus, doesn't believe in all that, that stuff, but he believes in, in God and his family is like a Christian, uh, you know, background. And, uh, he tells me he's dating a Jewish girl. So I'm like, that is a very big problem. Uh, you cannot be, you know, he's like, he's like, are you, I asked him, are you planning to convert? And he's like, I, w- I would, I really, and he was like, I would love to raise my kids Jewish. I'm like, first of all, your kids are going to be Jewish because the woman is going to be Jewish. That's why this guy, this guy was That's dating a non-Jew, his kids are not Jewish. Yeah. His kids, he, he knows that. He, he, he like, and he says it, it, it sucks, but he said, you know, like, love for, for him is, is like higher than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so this, so I, t- I tell, I, you know, generally my method is I don't like, I, I don't have, to, I don't know if it's I don't have the time or the patience or to sugarcoat things. Um, and, and I'm not in the business to make friends. I, you know, that's not, uh, yeah, I hear, to, I come representing the Torah and the opinion that God says in the Torah is the opinion that I'm gonna say, whether you like it or not. Uh, so I told him, I'm like, I'm like, you're not allowed to be with her. It's a very big problem. And he's like, he's like, but I love her. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. So, so it, it's funny that you say that because it's written in the Torah that you're not allowed to date the other religions unless it's love. And then God says, I understand. 
And he's like, really? I'm like, no! Are you kidding me? I'm like, of course, you, you know, the, you're not allowed to be with her. Of course not. You want, to, you want to be with her, you have to convert. But you can't just do a conversion to marry her. You have to convert and you have to be 1,000% religious. She has to be 1,000% because she's obviously not religious anymore. So even in this situation where he's going to be like, well, I'll convert her. Uh, which if she's if she if he's whipped, then it's not you know she's going to convert him at that oh, day. Yeah. So, uh, but even even if that happens, it's most likely going to be a bad conversion, unless he goes through like a really legit place. He's going to go some some reform reform conversion means nothing. It means zero. The, 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 you're 100 percent a non-Jew if you refer, if you convert reform doesn't mean anything because Rabbi Ellen went and converted you doesn't change anything. So uh, the the conversion even even when you do anything well, I'll convert you know she'll convert for me or things like that. The only way that it's going to work is if he and she are going to be on thousand percent religious, like more than everybody that you know type of religious. That's how it's going to work. And chances are, I don't know if that's going to work. That's going to happen or not. So the other thing. So so we said number one is prayer. Number one, number two is bring him to speak to somebody because as friends, you guys can you guys have a very strong influence on him. You'll be surprised because at your at your age, the number one thing is friends. Friendship is the number one thing. Well, I'm t- I'm besides, I'm talking about you know relationships and things like that. In general, at your at you guys' age group, friends is the biggest thing. And just think about it. How often do you guys hang out a week? You know, don't answer. Damn. For how many hours? Four, Four hours each. For, so that's eight hours a week that you guys are spending together. That's more than anybody else that you guys do, unless you're dating somebody. My family. family, you don't spend eight hours consecutively hanging out with them. You're just in the same vicinity with them, yeah. right? But that's not because you're there and chatting with them. You know, you know, you get annoyed with them after four seconds of talking. You'll be like, oh, come on, you know. And then you're, you know, you're like, you, you have a brother that's trying to, th- you know, it's like, oh, it just gets me on my nerves the way he breathes, you know. And then you have a friend who's like just driving you crazy for seven hours and wants to, you know, borrow whatever it is, and you're like, you know, you like talk to him. He's like, yo, I, I got to speak about his girl situation, and you're like, yeah, let's go. We'll go chill out. We'll go talk. We'll sit, we'll deal with this thing. Seven hours, okay. Family member, four seconds, you're done. So you have a very close relationship with friends. So friends have a very very strong push on this, whether you think so or not. It's gonna. It, it does. It does affect a lot. This is why, also, on a side note, that if you're able, um, let me say it this way, how you're gonna be in the for like you know as you get older, it's very very strongly depends on who your friends are right now. Because who your friends are is generally how you're going to stick to, you know, stick together. And that, you know, as you get older, you, you know, sort of date very similar girls. You hang out together. You have the same upbringing. So if you have even like one or two of the group that becomes religious, it's a very strong likelihood that the, everyone's going to pull in. I deal with the, the older Gorski group, and that's how it started. The older Gorski group, you had a few people, you had a few people that started to become religious. And what happened? They bring everybody else into the, into the, with it. And you look at it, it's like a snowball effect. And you want to know something very interesting. You know who gets reward for all of that? The first person that became religious, or the second, or the third, or whatever it is, who's bringing other people religious, they're getting reward for everything that happens after that. Which, think about that, that's like, you know, you could be a billionaire, spiritually speaking, a billionaire in merits by just, for example, I'll give you an example. Jason called me tonight, and we're learning here, it's in his merit. Everything that's happening tonight, he's getting rewarded for He's getting rewarded for not just for himself, but for everybody here that's sitting over here. And all of you... Like, let's say one guy would be like, okay, we're going to a Torah class. I'd be like, why don't you come along? You get reward for him also. It's like doubles and, and you know, it, it's, it just piles up and up and up. Now imagine if you make somebody religious. If you make somebody religious, now okay, maybe you guys don't know enough to convince somebody to go, to, to become religious, but if you bring him to a class, you get him to, to come to someone who speaks to him and he's like, you know what, this is interesting, this is great, and he becomes more and more religious. 
and let's say he does eventually become religious, everything that happens from then on until he dies, the good, you get reward for. Not only that, now he's going to get married to a religious girl. He's going to have religious children. Who gets reward for all the things that they do? You do. And then they're going to have children. You know, there's a rabbi in Israel who, um, you know, who's uh, the Kabbalist. And he, he has over a thousand, a thousand, uh, you know, chil- children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, like descendants. He's still alive. Over a thousand. Because, oh, again, you're talking about Jerusalem, so everyone has like 14 kids on average. So, okay, but whatever. But think about it like that. So, a thousand people, imagine you get, and that's just in a few generations, in one lifetime. Imagine what you could do for generations to come. You know how much reward you're, you're gonna, you, you get for that? That's what the Zohar says. If somebody realizes the power to make somebody religious, they will just chase after one person their entire life. They, the power, the reward is so great that we don't, we don't realize it. It's like, you have a chance, if I give you, like, uh, if, if, you know, like, I don't know, you guys play lottery or something, there's like scratch-offs, right? You know, so there's like, you know, like, let's say you have a win for life. You have like two and a half, five. Let's say you get like $20,000 a week for life, right? Let's say you have that situation. And I come there, and I put down a hundred, a hundred uh, of these scratch-offs. Each one costs, I don't know, whatever, $10, whatever the, the prices are. And I tell you, one of these, for sure, are going to win the 20,000, are you going to even think about, like, you're going to just buy everything. You're not going to be like, well, how much is each one? Like, it doesn't matter. The, like, the reward, the payout is so much greater, I'll just buy everything. Say you don't have any money. You start collecting out in the street. You start sitting out in the street and be like, you know, I need, I'll just pay you back. Just give me five minutes. I'm going to scratch this off. I'm going to win it. And I'm going to get everything back to you. So you'll chase everything to get the money that you need to get that, uh, to get that, uh, uh, to get that money so that you could go and, and win that, that, uh, um, that money. Think of it like that in the, in the spiritual sense. Spirit, everything is always the numbers game. You go and you invite one person, maybe yeah, maybe not. You never know. It's always going to help something. But eventually you're going to get somebody. And when you get somebody, that's when you hit the jackpot. That's when you hit it big and that's when you hit it. That's when you're going, that's, that's when you're going home. That's, that's, that's the thing that's going to take you throughout your life and merits and the next world. Forget about it. So, going back to the topic at hand, the, um, the situation now, if he is going and he's going to go marry this non-Jew, he loses everything. Like, not only everything, he loses his children, his grandchildren, like, no one's going to be Jewish. He cuts his line. His line is over. And, uh, which, you know, came... Uh, the brothers also, right? The brothers? And his brothers also, yeah. Oh, his brothers already married with, with non-Jews? One of, one of them. It's going to be very difficult then. Because yeah. ready, it's ready, it's not tabooed anymore in his family. So it's not, it's not even, ta- that's even more difficult because it's not taboo. Yeah, I mean the parents can't say Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, because he's already, you know, I'll give you an example. Say yeah, one no. kid, how are you? They the, try, but it's not going to work. They there is, there is one kid, uh, you know, in a family, unfortunately, that commits suicide. It's very, it's very easier for another kid to commit suicide now. Why? Because a lot, a big reason why people don't do that, or they try not to, or it pushes them not to, is because, yeah, I saw once a good liner. It says suicide doesn't take you away your pain; it transfers it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that you know, and I spoke to people who are very depressed and very that, and they, and they tell me, you know, one of the reasons I can't do it is I can't do that to my family. Yeah. But now that somebody already did it in the family, so it's like, all right, it's not as bad. bad. They feel as so in this situation. Again, I'm not, you know, like I, it's just an example. Don't take me, you know, to where that's that's a very sensitive topic, suicide, and you know, unfortunately, a very big problem. But if he had ready siblings that are ready, you know, married into non-Jews, that just made your job a whole lot harder. Um, so, it, are we here? We should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, we should have yeah. mentioned that. Well. No, it's fine. It's not. It's, more, just 
we're just uh, rushing. We're not rushing it in. We're just right. So you know, so so the idea is is first of all, knowledge is power. If a person has knowledge, then it does make even though even though he's he's very invested into it. It's going. It can, it can change a person's uh, you know idea. So I'm going to give you a lot of information that you could use for you know telling these things. So just like we said before that if you make somebody religious, all the all the reward that comes out of them, they get rewarded for it. So too the other way. If you get somebody off the religion, and let's use this example. So let's say you know he's he's dating uh, you know whatever Christine, right? And she you know who sets him up. Yeah, and another Jewish guy from from public school. They went and be like, "Hey, listen, you know, I have a girl. I think you guys will be perfect." And he goes and he sets this guy up with with Christy. And all of a sudden, you know, and they hit it off. And they're like, "Oh, we're soulmates. We're meant to be together." And they're writing poems and they have what all, all the nonsense that's going on. It comes out from the same guy who went it. Yeah, the same way. Um, the same way is if somebody, let's say, goes and um, you know, uh, you know, let's say says, you know, he, you know, dealing, he, you know, he's dealt with drugs in his life, and he says, you know, what? he goes to his friend and he says, hey, listen, he says, uh, you, you ever tried uh, cocaine? He's like, no, you kidding me? Cocaine? I would never do that. And he's like, okay, you've got to try this. I mean, like, I know it's bad, but like a one-time thing, it's never going to hurt you. you no, know, something like that gives, you know, makes him a line. Be like, just try it, try it. You know, do a half a line. You're a newbie. You know, you know whatever it is. That, and he convinces them to do a, do a, whatever, a half a line of coke, whatever it is that he does. And he does, and he does his drug. And he's like, and he's like, you know, his pupils, like, you know, zoom in, and he's like, oh, this is good, this is really good. Oh, yeah, this is really good. You know, and he, you know, he does like, you know, he's like all over the place, you know, he's like doing that. He's like, oh, listen, I have a business idea. You ready to listen to this? Give me a paper, give me a napkin, I have something that we're gonna do. Hey, listen, you're my friend still? Okay, cool, because I uh, stole something from you. Don't worry about it, I'll pay you back when I make a million dollars from my business deal that we're gonna speak about in a few minutes. Give me a paper, where's my paper? You know, and he's like all over there, and afterwards, he's like, he's like, you know what? This is really cool. This is really good. And he gets addicted to this stuff. And because of that, he stops becoming religious and he loses his wife and he loses his family and he loses his business and he loses everything. Who is it thanks to? The guy who, who went and, and gave him that assist to do that. And he's getting all that, all that downfalls on his, on his head also. Again, it doesn't take away from the guy who did it himself. He's also getting punished. Just like when someone does reward and I convince somebody to do something good, I, I don't take away from his. God has plenty to give around the table. He gets, he, he gets it and he gets it. So, if you now, now the, um, the next idea is, is your children. Your children, the way that you raise your children, you know, it says that in the Rosh Hashanah, it says the book of the living and the book of dead are open in front of you. So what happens, why is the book of, the book of living, I understand, you know, we messed up, we did some good, we got judged. Why does the book of dead get judged? And the answer is because they left residual into this world. What happened? What did their actions when they were alive? They could have been alive a hundred years ago. They could have been alive a thousand years ago. They could have been alive, who knows how. But they have residual that comes up. And they're like, okay, because of the act that you did, X, Y, and Z, every, you know, like the butterfly effect, you know, they, you know that, that, that theory? So you take, make one change, it changes, it changes for who knows how long. So you make it just a dot bit lower, I'm realizing I'm like, oh, there, yeah. So you're making, you're, you're, the other way, up, yeah, yeah. So, you're, you're, um, you're making, you're making this residual, perfect, yeah, thank you. You're making this residual effect. So, the dead could be dead a hundred years, they're still getting judged for what their actions, the butterfly effect that they did a hundred years ago. This could be a thousand, they keep on getting judged for what happened. So the book of the living, the book of dead. Now what is a main factor in what you get judged? And what your kids do. Your kids do because you raised your kids. You have a direct result on their, on their upbringing. So if you raise your kids, you'd be like, okay, listen, go to public school, it's cheap, it's free, you know, go deal with it. Alright, so you'll be friends with Fatima and Christy, or whatever, you know, we'll deal with that, I don't even care anymore. You know, you deal with that situation, and then they go and they marry Fatima and Christine. Sometimes they can marry both. 
uh, if they go to special places. And, uh, and, and then, because of that, they have a, a continuation of all the sins that they did. Who's it thanks to? For the parents. The parents, you didn't raise them. You didn't raise them the way that you're supposed to. And that's a big effect. So this guy, now if he is, if he is going and he's marrying this girl, all his children, you know, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a judgment time for all that, all that's gonna happen afterwards. Even, uh, you know, and by the way, I do have to point this out. Let's say you have a person that you give them, a, you have a child, and you give the child the right upbringing. And you do what you're supposed to do. You send them to the right schools. You send them to yeshivot. You pay the tuition. It's hard. It's difficult. And you do everything. And then unfortunately, you have sometimes the kids go off. You know, they go off the, you know, they go off the road. They go off the D. And uh, so that you're not held responsible for. If you did what you're supposed to do, and it was out of your control, you're not held responsible for it. Is beating permitted? Different top, different a different topic. Generally, nowadays it's very difficult to uh, to, to 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 do that. If um, there's more that you could do out of love than than beating. However, you know sometimes if a little I, I, beating is a bad example. Potch is like a little flick. Yeah. You know sometimes if a little kid runs out into the street. Yeah. Oh no, and no, 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 like sixteen, seventeen. No. I would refrain from that. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, I would refrain from that. Yeah. Not first, not first. No, no, that's that's a problem. That's a problem nowadays. We came up like that. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's I mean, it. We good. <laughs> we'll find out after 120. So uh, um, you know, it's I, you know, it, it was it, now it's a different day and age. I'm not saying like you know, you, you ask psychologists or psychologists would be like, no, abuse 911. You know, we'll call you. We'll go take you taken away. I, I'm not saying that. But um, I'm saying that you, you could accomplish a lot more with love than with beating. However, there's a time and place for things. Generally, after a certain age, it doesn't. It it yeah, it yeah. goes. It backfires. Yeah, they all they get used. They laugh at you. Like it doesn't even hurt. Yeah. You know, like you know, you know, little kids say this, the silliest, the stupidest things. You know, like as the parents are hitting them, and they're still like, let's say, ten, like it doesn't even hurt. You know, I don't even. You know, I don't care. I don't even care anymore. You know, and they're like whipping it, be like, what well, does it hurt? Like, a little harder. You know, and then the father's like, I gotta hit the gym now because my kids are not. Yeah, you know. So. Um, but again, you know, it's a case by case. But generally, refrain from it. Refrain from it. We'll try. If you give the right love and the right upbringing, hopefully you won't need to come to that situation. And if it does, definitely speak to somebody. Never, never hit out of anger. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Never hit out of anger. So never I hit do. Out of love. That's something else. That's something else. But the, you know, don't be like one of those people like fuming about like, this is hurting me more than it's hurting you. You know, like one of those type of things. You know, there is somebody who like olden days, like there was a righteous person who wanted to, you know, rebuke his kid and, and even hit his kid. So the kid did something wrong and he was fuming inside. But he said he's angry. I'm not doing anything now. He would wait. He would wait until like the next day. He's calm. And then he comes back to the kid and says, I need to talk to you. And he says, you know what you did yesterday is very bad. And he doesn't give him. He just says like a little flick. And be like, because you hurt me and because you did something really wrong. He says, you deserve that, but I didn't want to do it because I was angry. Now I'm doing it only out of love. That's going to go a lot more further for a kid than if you just smack him. And, uh, you know, because, again, the kids are, are they're know-it-alls, rebellious. It's going to lead to a lot of other, other issues. We can speak about it also, but let's finish the topic at hand on the, on the thing. So, so what do we do? Pray. So you pray, you get, you give him as much knowledge as I gave you right now, as much as you could give, as give him that. How much is it going to? That you have to do whatever you could do, and and at the end of the day, it's it's uh, you know you have to you have to you know get the parents involved, get get somebody who he respects involved. That's also a very big thing. Somebody besides her, besides besides her, get somebody that that he respects, that that is authoritative figure. Is that the one that's married to? And so then he should, you know, he should speak to him as well. He should speak to him as well. Um, because again, 
you have to you have to realize this. I'll give you another bit of information. You know, everyone has a soulmate, right? You have a soulmate, uh, which means is, and the soulmate, God's going to be not going to be like, well, your soulmate sucks for you, but she's a non-Jew. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You have a Jewish soulmate. Yeah, it could be she would convert, and then it could turn to a soulmate. I, soulmates is a, a whole class in itself. Because um, it's very, and I, I can't go too much into it now because we'll get way off topic, but I'll give you a very brief overview on it. So you, you have a soulmate. You, have, you came to this world, most people have soulmates in this world, right? There's some people, depending on the sins, that they're never planning, they're, they're never uh, you know, going to get married. It could be for previous sins and previous reincarnations. Let's say they married five times and they beat their wives, or they did other things to, you know, and they abused, and part of their punishment is to come back again in this world and never get married. Again, I'm just using an example, only God knows. Um, but even those type of people, if they do true repentance and they fix themselves and they make themselves correct spiritually, they could still get married. Like God will send the consenda, and that's why sometimes, and this is not always, don't take this, sometimes you see like older people getting married to very young yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you see that, it could be for that reason, and it could be just for other reasons as well. But you have a, you have a, a, uh, a soulmate. Now, if you go and you marry a non-Jew, which means that there's a Jewish woman that's waiting for you, that she's your soulmate, she is the one who you're meant to be with, and now because you screw things up and you married Christy, now you're, that's it. And you think that life is going to be an easy life? Oh, I guarantee you, interfaith, interfaith marriages are always problematic. What are we doing? That, well, we've got to go Passover. Well, I like Easter. You know, my family's doing this. Well, you know, Passover is really important to us. You know, like, you know, like it's, it just causes more feud. Marriage in itself is not a walk in the park. It's a very, very, very long walk in the beach. <laughs> you know, a very, where the waves are coming and it's very hard to take one step after the next. It's not, and you're throwing in more obstacles over here, it's going to be very difficult. So, there's a soulmate that's waiting there for him. And it's a girl, it's a good girl, somebody he's going to be attracted to, somebody who he's going to love, somebody he's going to like, someone that would share his ambitions and grow with him and, and do so much, he'll have such a better life, such a better life with somebody else. And this is, by the way, a guarantee. If you, if you, um, uh, and this is, this is also a really strong thing that you could, uh, that you could tell him. The, and, and again, there's nothing that I could tell you to do, like, you know, say this Kabbalistic prayer, to f- sprinkle some holy water on him, tie some red strings around his neck, and he'll f- hate her for the rest of his life. You know, there's not, uh, whatever, most of you're gonna be able to do is try to get them through, through knowledge of things that I'm going to, uh, try to, uh, give you over some information. So, there is an idea as follows, and this idea that's very, holds very strongly in Judaism. If you listen to God, you can never, and this is, you can take this to the bank. If you listen to God, you can never lose out from it. Ever. Ever. That's like a, that's like a guarantee. Now, it might seem like you're losing out temporarily. But in the long run, in the long game, guarantee you'll see the, you'll see the fruits of your labor to it. So, right now, listening to God is not marrying her. Not listening to God is marrying her. He's, by him not, by him marrying her, he is, he is gonna lose out. He's guaranteed gonna lose out. He's gonna have a problem, problems in this world and the next world. It's gonna, don't think that it's gonna be okay, you know, I'll sell this and I'll have an easy life. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Again, can it be very likely? Yeah, maybe. But I'm giving you this, the overall statistics, very likely that's not. You know, there was a woman, um, that, uh, there was a, you know, back in Germany before the Holocaust, the, the Jews became very German. Um, if you know what I mean, they became very, you know, like now you have you know, Jews very American. Like you can't tell a Jew from an. I mean, yeah. you can always tell, yeah. but but they try to act as if you can't. You, you know, you can't tell. So uh, you know, which is funny because sometimes you go and even you see like even Orthodox Jews like they try not to. Let's say they go to a game or something like that. And they try or whatever it is they're going to a place that maybe they would say you shouldn't be technically there. So they go so what they wear a baseball cap, you know, like you know, and you have you know another Jew there. 
and this is you know a fun game to play to just mess with them. But don't do it. But it'd be like um, you pray it, and they'll be like you like what? I'm like what, pray, what do you mean pray what? Like you know mincha. You know do you pray mincha? Be like. What, he's like, he's like, what? You know, like, what do you mean? Like, he's trying to like throw it off and be like, you know, as if you're like selling him drugs. And be like, you know, and there's a cop around. Be like, come on, I know you're Jewish. He's like, how do you know that I'm Jewish? I'm like, really? Like, are you serious? Like, like, you think we can't tell? We could spot a Jew from a mile away, you know. And so could you know other people. You order big on locks, you know. Come on. So we all know. So um, the uh, you know you know so people try to run away. How did I even get here? I don't even know what are we doing with the, speaking about uh, looking like Jews. I don't even know how I got to. Oh, them the German. So the, the Germans wanted to become very German. And one of them went and he married a, uh, um, a, a whatever, a German woman, not Jewish woman. And uh, I, I think they had one kid. And one kid, and there was one, and when, the, when you know, Hitler did his roundup, he went, and there was one guy who was crying more than everybody else. And they, the people were asking, well, like, what's going on? I mean, like, we all know where we're going to, you know, we know what's the problem, but, like, you're, like, way over the, you know, the top to another level. And he's like, you don't understand. He's like, uh, he's like, you see that woman over there holding the baby, smiling? And they're like, yeah. He's like, that's my wife. She ratted me out. That's why I'm here. He's like, I thought I loved her. You know, I thought she loved me. And when they heard that they're rounding up Jews, she sent her own husband to, uh, to that. So again, you think about love. You don't know anything about love. This guy doesn't know anything about love. What is love? Love is, you know, you can't, is he willing to give up a kidney for her? If he says yes, I call BS on that. You know, so, so, you know, like, you know what, I'll tell you like this, I'll tell you, a lot of people, you know, say, uh, you know, this is another thing, don't use this, but this is another thing that, um, who did I hear this from? I think maybe Rabbi Zechariah Wallstein heard it. Yeah, it's from Rabbi Zechariah Wallstein. Uh, so he, he, there was a girl, and this is a, re, you know, religious, uh, um, couple that were dating, like high school dating. So it's like, you're not supposed to be dating, you know, in high school because, what are you doing dating in high school? There's not, you know, as an Orthodox Jew, you're not supposed to touch the opposite sex. You're not supposed to, you know, so dating always complicates these things. So, and also it takes your mind. If you're dating a girl, especially at, at your age, you can't focus on anything else. You know, it's like texting, like 74-7, you know, which is like, 50 hours above the 24-7 because you're like always texting you're always this you're always together you can't even think about anything else you're just completely enveloped in this can't work no school nothing so um, there was this couple that was dating and they went and and she was you know the, the student the student of the rabbi so she goes with the rabbi and like rabbi you don't understand it's like I love him you know like he'll do anything for me and he's like, he's like, yeah, I understand. He's like, come on, this is what guys tell, you know, because guys want to get certain things and they know how to get it. They say certain things. Like, yeah, of course I'll love you. Yeah, of course I'll be with you forever. Uh, and then he says, he says, are you guys planning to get married? And she's like, yeah, of course we're planning to get married. He's like, okay, bring him in. I want to speak to him. So she brings him in and he goes over to him and he says, uh, so you're, uh, you want to uh, marry, you, you love this girl? And he's like, he's like, yeah, of course I love her. Um, and she goes, and he goes over to, to her again, to the guy, and she says, do you love him? She's like, oh, with all my heart, Rabbi, with all my heart. And she goes over to him and says, you guys, you're planning on getting married? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah we're planning on married, having kids, you know, white picket fence, the whole story. So then he goes to her and he says, you're also planning on uh, marrying her? And he's like, he's like, yeah, of course, I'll love her for the rest of my life, I'll treat her like a princess, you know, whatever, all the other stuff. And he's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then he calls over two guys from the kitchen, he's like, hey guys, come in here. And the guy's like, what's, what's going on here? He's like, we're gonna write up a marriage certificate right now. He says, you, you guys are willing to get married, right? And she's like, she's like, really? She's like, listen, you guys could have a big wedding, but you're gonna be officially married, you guys said that you're willing to get married, let's make it, let's make it official. Wait, why you gotta wait for? So, 
so she's like, she's like, wait, but we're going to be officially married. It's like, yeah, you, whenever you wanted to get your your wedding day and dress and a year, whatever, do your big party then. But you'll be officially married now. And she's like, she's like, okay. She's like, oh yeah, let's do it. And then he goes to him and he's like, you're on board. And he's like, he like turns to every shade of every color that he has, on, you know, possible. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, he's he's like, what do you mean getting married? Now? I'm like, I'm 19. So he's like, he's like, you just told me you want to marry her. He's like, I got witnesses over here. We're gonna write up a contract, and let's do it right now. He says, you love her, right? He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like he, he, uh, yeah, yeah, of course I love her. He's like, I can't even get words out. And then he's like, um, he's like, so let's do it. And she's like, yeah, come on, Chaim, let's do it. So he's like. And he's like stammering and he's like going over, he's like, he's like, you don't understand, he's like, I'm very young, he's like, I have to speak to my parents, what about this, what about that? I just thought, you told me you were going to marry her. And she's like, yeah, you told me you were going to marry me. You know, like, and they're going back and forth, and he's like, and, and to, the, to the extent, then he's like starting shit over excuses. He's like, listen, I'm still young, I want to go to Israel, I want to maybe learn, who knows what's going to happen. The rabbi's like, aha, who knows what's going to happen, so you're not for sure going to marry her. You know, so you're just telling me right now, you just proved to me that you're not interested. You're just interested for certain, certain other things. This guy stood up, set a few, you know, truck backing upwards, beep, 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 and he, he's like, he's like, and he just walked out of the house. And uh, later, you know, the girl thanked him for it. Originally, it's hard to thank him for that because all the emotions are, are, but later the girl actually thanked him. So you have this guy over here, he's willing to get married, let's see if we're able to do a marriage right now. Get onto the podium, whatever, whatever the, however the secular people get married. Let's do it right now. It's like, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to give a kidney for her? Are you willing to do everything for her? Chances are, no. Because why? Because he's 19. What if he says yes? No. He, come here, we'll, we'll stage one. Really? Yeah, yeah, we'll stage one. Let's see if we, let's see if we, let's see if we, uh, if, uh, if, if he's gonna pull through with it. You have like a license and everything? Oh, we'll make something up. <laughs> Don't worry about no, that. No, I'm doing something. So, well, Trust well. Me when I say this, he wouldn't say yes now. No, no, no. He wouldn't. I know he, he wouldn't. Say, he would say yes in the future, though. In the future, but right now he wouldn't. Nobody's willing to get married right then. At he would, 19 years old. No, he's not going to do that. So, I'm oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm telling you that I'm nine out of ten, no, ninety-nine out of a hundred, are not going to, uh, you know, they're not they're not going to be like, yeah, okay, let's just get married. Yeah. A woman, a woman, maybe. Yeah. A guy, yeah. uh, uh-uh. not he could love her for he could give her his heart, but he's not, you know. We're, as men, there's one thing we're afraid of, and that's commitment. Everything else, a kidney, whatever, I'll figure something out, I'll, you know. But commitment, hold up. You know, so that, we'll just, why, what was, what is the point of that? Just to show him you're not that invested in there yet. The point here is to show him, listen, you said yourself you love her, but you know you're not ready to get married to her right now. Which means is, you think that you're all the way in, you're not all the way in. You're not married with five kids. You know, you have a house of business and you, you, you know, you divorce or you lose everything. You lose half, whatever it is. You're not that invested in it yet. So you can use that tactic as well. So you're still early on in the stage. What I would recommend, and I would offer this, I will get him to Israel for free. To as long as he wants, he could tour there, he could, you know, travel there, free room and board, he could learn a little bit over there. Um, and in fact, for all of you also. Yeah. They wouldn't let him go to there? I believe also. Steve said he doesn't like going around the world. He likes staying in the house. <laughs> That's what oh, he said. I was like, like a that? good Gorski girl. <laughs> like staying at home. <laughs> right? Every, every guy likes Keep her going hidden. around the world. He's like, no, I like her birthright. Like, no, 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 no. You wouldn't be interested in that. His parents, no, you know the secular, but like, you know, they're also strict. Like, Apparently not strict enough. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's right. No, no, no. Look, his mom, his mom says... No. To her. Yeah, to her. He says... Okay. Father too. No, no, no. Father says, too. Okay. Father is like... A little bit you know what? 
this is a payment. This is unfortunately one of the results of going to public school. I'm not saying it can't happen if you don't, because you can meet a girl in college or what business or whatever it is. But in public school, you have prom and you have all these other dances and parties and things like that. You know, it's only like, what do you think that's going to happen? You know, you're going to find there like, you know, half of the girls are attractive. Half of them that are, well, all of them that are attractive don't wear any clothes. So, like, you're a guy with hormones raising through the roof. What do you think? You're not going to be like, hey. So it's like we got lucky. You did. You really did. You have some spiritual, you know, you know, stuff going up here. I was always scared of a whooping. I don't know. And I always told myself I will marry. I will always marry a Jewish girl, yeah. no matter what happens. And that's good. Are you guys all been to public school? Yeah. Yes, but I've always. Been. You guys all graduated? Yeah. You're in public school still. Yes, Which school? Here. Oh wow. I'm not worried about him. Trust me. I am. No, How old are you? Sixteen. Your parents ever let you go to yeshiva? I went when I was which which school? Paragola. I was gonna say, would you? They would not be interested in going back. Why not? It's too fun. That's it. That's the only reason. Forget about the money. The money is only. If we could get you a full scholarship, would you go? No. <laughs> You're willing to risk it. Yeah. You know, you could end up like this guy. <laughs> I would. I would. I would love that. Yeah. Well, what's it? It's your brother. That's yeah, that's yeah. So I'm, no, I'm sticking to you. I'm sticking to him. You don't think we can get him to go to yeshiva for the next two years? What are you, eleventh grade or tenth grade? Eleven. So one, you have, you're in eleventh grade now. So you have one more year after this. Yeah, Great. Then you have the big prom. The big yetzah. The satan is going to come there with steroids. Not going to happen. Your parents will never agree to it. They would. Bro. They would. All right. Maybe we'll speak to you afterwards. <laughs> Tice, spice things up. You should I'm do it. About him, I am. No, no, no. In the sense of like marriage. Forget about whoop him, whoop him, whoop forget him. about marriage. Everything you know, you're 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 going to get out into the real world knowing very little about Judaism. You're in, over there in the school. You know, now is a time where you can learn a lot. They'll they'll teach you the basic stuff. You know, it's it's you're getting up there and you're going to be like, it's not like you're going to have a bad education. I mean, let's be honest, FDRs, no Harvard. All right, so um, it's not like you're, you're it's not like you're downgrading on stuff. You're not downgrading, that's for sure. You're only going up, and not only only going up. I'm going to give you a promise right now. You're doing this for God. I promise you, you will never lose out from it. You're only going to gain from it. Think about it. We'll, we'll come back to it and bother you a little bit more. Bring him to more of my classes. Okay, yeah, 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 I'll bring him home. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes, please. So, you said about soulmate. So, everyone coming to this earth and they have already the soulmate? So, most people do. But, like, how, how does it work if, like, I know how, like, a lot of religious people married, they, Divorce? Like, no, marrying, like yeah. the process. They're dating the girl for like really legal amount of time, and they don't really get into love before they marry. That's Gorski marriage. No. Yeah, really no, it's a lot. It's not only Gorski. It's a lot no? else. You're asking, yeah, so like, how, how do they know? So you know, it says what is you know you know what it says. What does God do? No, like, what does God do at this time? Can, can I just yeah? So like because I was talking with. Uh, Rabbi about that and he said that in order to marry it you just need a sympathy with her and know like her character right so I mean like, I hear your question how could you that, how could you say so, that that's a soulmate if we don't get to choose and we don't yeah. get the thing right Nathan okay so um, so Nathan's asking a very good question the question is is that if there is a soulmate uh, and correct me if I have a thing how can you say arrange marriages and let's keep it like that I think that's more simpler get their soulmates because they just sort of like you know whatever wing it or something like that so that's an excellent question excellent excellent question and you know it's actually very interesting because 
the really religious and orthodox do arrange marriages. Like the really the Hasidic do arrange marriages, which is something very interesting. The Gorskis also do arrange marriages, yeah. which is very interesting because a lot of them are very secular. Yeah. They're very secular, and I've been speaking. I've been speaking. It's very odd. I found it very. It's very interesting. But, but back in the day, like how I explained it, like my mom explained it. Back in the day, like they were religious. Like we didn't like us now. Nothing compared. After like when you Cesar came, they all like yeah. got more secular. Yeah. No, they like hit it, but some people hit. They were very religious. Yeah. Like you know, like when you when you have a dinner, like they used to have cows. Or lamb or whatever, and they have one, and then for everything, everybody has a choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you guys, you, it's very interesting because the Gorski community they keep some old traditions very strong. Yeah. Some of them are completely nonsense, like the superstition stuff, yeah, like completely like, nonsense. Which one? The, the ones most the, of them. Like, like pick any of them. The music, Give me the music one. one. The music and the whistling. No, no, no. The the grave. The grave. Wait, you have to shut the music down the graveyard. Down the where? Like, you know when you go by, by the grave? By Abney like, you know Cake. Oh, you saw the music? Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe respect. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's respect. I, but, I just do it from like my respect. I don't know. If like you have keys on the table, yeah, like, empty bottles on the table. No, you don't no, have anything no, no, of that? What's your other superstitious stuff? You know what's broken mirror? I already know all these superstitions. Yeah, broken mirror. Broken mirror. Whistle Nonsense. Whistle in the house. That's all, that's black hat? You know, crossing it? Would you cross a black no, hat? No, that's not Gorski. That's not Gorski. I spit three times. That's American. Yeah. What else? What's a Gorski superstition? When you see a black hat, you spit three times. Bro, Jason, get out. <laughs> <laughs> this is Christian. Yeah, that's Christian. Knock on wood is Christian. Not allowed to. Knock on wood. You know why they do it? Because he's on a wooden cross. He got. He got. He did this thing. No spit. Disgusting. Like S. Like in order to not uh, like whatever it is nonsense. I, the yeah, first part, I don't even. Need, I didn't even hear the rest of the part. That's all nonsense. I was gonna say like you know like I was. I start thinking about all these superstition things like you can't walk over a person or you can't whistle in the house or you can't do like things like certain things. Right? That's I still thinking about it. I'm like and then I thought about like this idea as a theory that maybe you, you can't do it. They were all made back then in the time like old times. Why? So like. Maybe it's annoying to some people, right? But they, <laughs> Could be. <laughs> They're like, oh, stop it, right. How do you tell a kid to stop whistling? It's bad luck. Why? So you tell him it's bad luck. You know, it could, you know it's funny. It, it's possible that's how it started. You know, there was once a woman. Imagine a kid walking over you three times. Right, right. I hear that. It's very interesting because, you know, there was once a woman. Um, she was in the supermarket. Um, came from, you know, uh, African-American, let's just say. And um, she's sitting over there waiting in the supermarket. And the, the, the boy picks up a candy. It's like, you know, like every, they, they put it very strategically, right, where you buy children level, eye level, you know, to the children. So he takes out the camera and she's like, yo, Jerome. Like, yeah, mama. He's like, you can't have that. It's not kosher. He's like, okay, mama. And he puts it back. And there's a Jewish guy standing in line. And he's like, he's like, oh, are you Jewish? He's like, I didn't. She's like, no, we're not Jewish. We're Christian. So, so, so what was it? He's like, I don't know. I go always in the store. I see the Jewish mothers yelling at the kids. Don't we can't you can't buy it. It's not kosher. They listen. So I started teaching my kid that. We now we only buy kosher candy because of that. So and the kids like whatever. So it could be the same way. Just like uh, sort of build up with that. But the funny, the funny thing. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that, is that um, you know they have these people that they keep the superstition stuff, but they don't keep the real stuff. Like Shabbat is the most important, one of the most important things that you could do. You could do the, hey, okay, it's more easy and difficult, fine. But but at the same point in time, like this is legit. It says Kihim Shabbat is the source of all the blessing. Don't worry about the blessing. As long as we don't whistle, you know, and we don't call any demons or whatever they think the whistling does, and we're not going to step over somebody because then he's going to stay a midget and four, you know, three feet because that, that, whatever it is, you know, that, that will be okay. Be like, 
No, of course you shouldn't believe in that. But the Shabbat, you should believe in. The fact that Shabbat is the source of all the blessing in your life, that you should believe in. But anyways, um, the question is, going back to Nathan's question, was how do we, get, how do we choose our soulmate if we don't get yeah, to choose? Exactly. He says, are our parents privy to this information that we're not privy in it? How so, do how do we know? Yeah. Right. So, um, so it, it really, how do you know that is your soulmate? You'll never, you can never be like, uh, and I get this question very often, how to know that she's the one? And I'm not even, to, I'm talking about somebody who's been dating them for like four years. Like, dude, if you don't know by now, you don't, you're never going to know. Yeah. Yeah, and generally speaking, you won't know. You'll never be like, unless you're a girl, like, he's the one for me, you know, like, you know, like, she has a wedding plan and everything is like in there, like, I dreamed about this person, like, since I was a, but, but let's be honest, intellectually speaking, you, some people, and I've asked this, I ask this all the time to people that are dating and they're about to get married. I'm saying, what percentage are you sure about this? What percentage? I have only gotten once. I'm 100% sure. I've only, out of all the people that I've asked, and I've asked many people, everyone's like, you know, I'm nervous. I think, you know, like 80%, you know, 90%. Like 100% sure I'm being 100% sure that I know that she's the one for me. Are they happy? The one that said 100%, he's going through a very difficult time. <laughs> a very difficult time. Almost close to divorce. No. Almost close to divorce. Wait a minute. Wait, so, I have a curious question about it. Is it like because it wasn't the one? Or? No, not necessarily. So, it's more of passion love? Or no, right, infatuation. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'm going to answer your question. Um, yeah. Um, in, in like, in a few steps. So, cause it's always good when you answer a question to do a thing systematically. Because then you get a much better understanding in it. So, how did, so you have people that date for so long and they, they marry and then they get divorced mm-hmm. or things like that. Like, how did you not know? You dated her for like seven years. You know, how did you know that he doesn't shower? You know, like you dated him for so long. Why is this coming up now as a problem? So, so that, um, there, there's a few reasons for that. First of all, people, you know, date, they're not really, you know, it's dating, you're doing fun stuff. You know, you don't, there's no commitment stuff. And then you sort of, some people, been dating for so long, they're like, okay, we might as well get married now. We've been so stuck together, which is one one of the things I'm afraid about. This guy, he's been so long with her. I'd be like, you know, whatever, we're going all the way with it. Because like, even sometimes you'd be like, I don't know, I'm backing out a little bit, and then you're and then you're like, but I can't. I, you know, we've gone too too far. You're like you know, yeah. like him, like like right now, he's like you know, he's like calm, you know, he's like. Because he's not, yeah, of course, because yeah, he's just I mean, dating. Yeah. He's not married. He's not proposing it. But anyway, so let's let's get back to the soulmate question. So now you have, um, so you're dating a person. You can never know for sure. But what you could, if you do, if you deal with everything, again, the way that you're supposed to find out who the girl is, you're supposed to work like a like a. Anybody here speak Hebrew? Nothing. You're supposed to a little bit. Okay. You're supposed to. So I'm not going to use the terminology for it. It's a cool thing. But anyways, um, you're supposed to think this way. First, it's supposed to make sense up here in the brain. Then it's supposed to make sense over here in the heart. And then it's supposed to make sense over there, right? And that order. Sometimes it goes reverse, yeah. you know. Um, but it has to make, and, and it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily problem if it all goes together. But you have to make you have to make sense of it. If is this a girl that shares your same your same uh, you know ideas in life, the same passions, and everything goes the right way, and then you get through to marriage, you can be rest assured that this is the right one for you. How? Because what we started off with saying is, is like, what does God do now? God created the world. What, is, what, what does He do? So the, the sages say, the Chachamim, the Chazal tell us that one of the things that God does is all that He makes matches. He sets up with this one, with this one, and this one, with this one. And not only dating, all, all meeting things, 
all you know, he's like, okay, you're gonna meet with this guy because this is gonna be a business idea in the future. You're gonna have friends because you could, you could, you're all friends because you could help each other for something. Not because you just went to the same school or you grew up in the same neighborhood. There's a reason. The proof is you could have a guy that lives in, let's say, your same building or the same vicinity. You hate him. I, no reason. He's no one. You don't want it. But for some reason, you guys are a clique. Why are you a clique? For a reason. Not because you know whatever. We all like whatever X, Y, and Z together. No, but there's a reason for it. So the um, you know when, when you're going, so God puts God makes these matches. If you did everything that you're supposed to do legally, legally when I say legally, I'm not talking about the American legal. I'm talking about halakhically legal. You did everything kosher. You could rest assured that you get married that she's the right one, and you have to work it out. You know this is one of the reasons. You know we make there's an obligation to get to get there's a mitzvah I guess you could say to give a divorce, or give a, a, a a get a divorce. The question is why don't we make a blessing? When we, when we, uh, when, when you give a divorce. There's no blessing that when you make a divorce. You make a blessing when you, you know, there's, there's blessings in any other mitzvah. No blessing for divorce. You want to know why? Because most people, and this is not across the board, because some people do need to get divorced. There's like psychological issues, whatever, there's issues. There's issues that people need to get divorced. But most divorces should not happen. It's because people didn't work it out. They could have worked it out. Case in point, look at now, you know why the divorce rate is through the roof. Ask your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents. They said divorce in the house, you get smacked. The husband could be smacking the wife. Well, it doesn't matter. Someone's getting smacked. <laughs> if someone says the D word, the divorce. Nowadays, it's like you're married for like six weeks. You'd be like, he doesn't want to get me my Prada shoes. You know, I don't know if I did the right choice over here. You know, like it's so, you know, so stingy. Like maybe I should divorce. Like, you know, like you throw it out like it's a piece of cake over here. So not that people are, you think like now divorce is all through the roof. Oh, maybe people are not married to the soulmate. No, we're just messing it up. We're just not doing what we're supposed to be doing. The, um, so how do you know? So sometimes, you know, you'll go and you get set up. If everything makes sense and everything is right, that is your soulmate. Because God orchestrates everything just like he orchestrated it. Again, it has to go this way. Don't go the other way around. And it has to make sense, spiritually speaking also. Like you're getting married to a girl who has no interest, you know, in, in dressing modestly. No interest in keeping Shabbat. That's going to be a very big problem for you. Because if when she's dressing immodestly, guess who gets all the sins? Doo-doo. You know, the guy, the husband. He's letting his wife dress like a prostitute in the street. Right? So it's, it's uh, you know, he's getting all the guys that are looking at his wife. And nowadays, we're so sick in this world that guys could be walking in the street and other guys are looking at his wife and he's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. This is mine. You know, and we're, they like feel prideful about it. I'm like, that is the stupidest thing. Like, this guy is just, you know, making a sin tonight thinking about your wife. This guy is going to make another sin doing it. Who knows why? This guy, this guy, this guy, all thanks to your wife. Who's a thankster? To her lovely husband. He'll be like, yeah, why not? Dress in the six-inch heels. Forget about the skirt. Just wear a long shirt. You know, whatever it is that they, they're going to they're gonna put in. Who's going to get punished for that? The guy. So if you marry a type of girl like that, you know, it's going to be a very big, a very big problematic. And don't think, by the way, now you guys are in the Gorski community, I speak both to the Gorski guys and the Gorski girls. Baruch Hashem, there's a very... People say there's no good Gorski girls or Gorski guys. There are. I, the ones that come to my classes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm just joking. Um, no, but seriously. The, the, they're coming to learn Torah. They're coming to learn Torah. These are girls that want to grow. These are girls that are going to be good girls. And when you're learning Torah, when you, become, when you, when you come to learn Torah, it's not just like, okay... Well, the way that you keep Shabbat is this, this, this. And the way that you shake the love is this, this, this. And the way that you do this, this, this. No. We, we teach and we learn and we study how to become better people. One of the main focuses in life of the Vilna Goan is to fix your character trait. 
I'll tell you the story. I told this uh, many times before in my classes. There's a couple that I know. I speak to the guy and to the girl. And the guy started becoming religious first. And the girl, they were married. And the girl was like, at first she was like, oh, come on, I'm not interested in that. You know, like it's a lot of responsibilities. In the beginning it's a lot. And afterwards you get used to it. It's a breeze, it's enjoyable. So like, I have to start wearing skirts. Whatever, all these different things. And she's like, I was really against it. But then she noticed that this guy was coming to classes consecutively, very, very interested in learning, very, very, like, you know, like a serious guy. And he started becoming religious, and then all of a sudden she starts coming to class. I'm like, oh, what happened? She says, you know, like, to be honest, you know, he, um, you know, he wasn't as angry anymore, he's nicer to me. He's like, he became a nicer person. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. That's the way Judaism is supposed to be. When you become religious and observant, it doesn't mean that you're just, you know, religious and observant, so you do certain things. No, it means you're becoming a better person. And that's what we study. Many, many books, in fact, almost all the books, teach you how to become a better person. How to treat a spouse. How to treat your child. How to, how to do all these things. They, they, you know, how to not be angry, not be prideful, be more patient, be more selfless. Be all these things to become a better person. And then it evidently it leads to being a happier person. You live a happier life. This is a guaranteed. You're religious. I'm not talking about religious like you pretend to be religious. You're religious. You are going to live a happier life. A much better life. It's just, it's just, a, this is a, this is even scientifically proven that if you believe in a higher power, I don't care, you can believe in aliens. If you believe in a higher power, whatever religion is, you already are able to deal with life much easier. Because if something bad happens, you'd be like, okay, the aliens have a purpose for this. Or like, you know, if you're smart, God has a purpose for this. If you're a little sillier, Jesus has a purpose. You know, whatever it is that your situation that you're dealing with, you're like, okay, there is a reason for this. And you're able to cope. Your stress level goes down. Your, you know, happiness goes up. You're able to deal with life, whatever life throws at you. So... To answer your question, how do you know that, how do you know that there's your soulmate? When you're married, you'll know that's the, that's your one. But again, if you do the things that you're supposed to be doing, and you, you make the right choices, then you should rest assured that you marry the right one. Don't, never start second guessing. Because guys, this is one thing that everybody always thinks. I get it all the time. I might be able to do better. No, no, I can do better. I for sure can do better. I mean, like, you know, come on. Unless you do work. Ha. Unless you, well, yeah, then you could definitely do better. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, by the way, you should know that you cannot, the reason why we can't marry non-Jews is not because they're bad people. There are many non-Jews, unfortunately, that could be, that could be better than Jews. They could be, you know, very righteous Gentiles. Keep the seven minutes of off. They keep everything that they're supposed to. They do everything the way that they're supposed to. But the problem is, the problem is, is that, you know, they, uh, you know, they're just not meant for you. God says very simply, not for you. And just because of that, that's already the reason that, you know, you, you're not allowed to, you know, to be with her. And that's it. That's as far as it goes. It doesn't matter if it's a bad or worse. And that, that's it. You, it's not meant for that person. Did I answer your question? A bit. Okay. So, I know, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you something. So about the mikvah, the whole story of the mikvah. About a woman mikvah or a man mikvah? No, 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 no. A man, okay. Yeah, so like me, uh, I've never been in mikvah. Like, I, as long as I remember living, I have never been in mikvah. Like recently, before the Yom Kippur started, the fast started, me, my friends, three of us, went to Mikvah. And I don't know if it was just me or I'm going crazy. But I went inside, and you know, like, once I went inside the room of the Mikvah alone, I started getting nauseous. I started getting, not nauseous, like lightheaded. And I'm walking around, like, what is going on? I don't understand. I walk outside the room, and I'm fine. Oh, really? So. 
houses make sense. And then Stas had the same problem. You had the same problem? And then Dennis, you had the same thing? Yeah. I'll give you two answers. I'll give you a scientific answer and I'll give you a spiritual answer. Okay. Okay? I'll give you a scientific answer, which, give it or take it. Mikvahs are hot. <laughs> they're they're steam. It wasn't hot? It wasn't, the room wasn't hot? Like My scientific answer just went out the window. Because like, uh, you know, when you get hot, you, you ever been in a sauna? You guys are Russian, you've been in a sauna. So you know you get that. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's scientific, yeah. But if you're not that, then all I have is a spiritual answer for you. It was like dead sea. It was like dead sea. Uh-huh. So it wasn't, right. So what, what's the reason for it? Yeah, I don't know. Your spiritual souls are screaming is what the reason for it is. It's not a good thing, is it? It's, well, it's, it's a good thing that you're, it's screaming. At least you could hear it. How long did you, you never heard it before? <laughs> So it's a good thing now you're able to the little perceive. Like my sins are screaming at me like, uh, like, like, like I, I had only one time in the mikvah. Also, it was like years after the mikvah. I was in Israel and it was like really old mikvah. Like I think like thousand more years. And like was it when I really came, cold? It was, yeah, it was like crazy. Was it in a mountain and near yeah, a graveyard? Huh? Was it near a graveyard? No. Uh, uh, was it the Rizal yeah, mikvah? Tsferia? Tsferia or uh, Tsfat? Tsfat, probably Tsfat. You probably went to Arizal's Mikva. Really small hole? Yeah, yeah. Like you go in the stone by floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the Rizal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably Rizal, freezing, right? Yeah, it's freezing. Yeah. But you guys are rushing, you'll be able to do it. It's freezing like crazy. Right. Well, first of all, let's understand the idea with Mikva. Mikva, you don't have an obligation as a man to go to the Mikva. Kabbalistically, very important to do it. Um, obligation you don't have. A woman has an obligation to go to the mikvah when she's married. Right? Every, every so often, if she's married, she has to go to the mikvah. A man doesn't have an obligation, but spiritually, it very, 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 very much helps you. And a lot of people say after, you know, especially if you mess up in a certain sin, um, let's say wasting seed or whatever, that, very important to go to the mikvah afterwards. You know, and don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that it's completely okay. And that's completely, you have to actually do full chuba on it. But it's, it's uh, the, you know, I have, I go to the mikvah every, once a week. For sure, if not more, yeah. So um, that's you know my personal you know things, and you have it's very important to go to that mikvah, and you you feel you do feel a little bit different, you do feel a little bit different, um, you know, and especially you know you think you're feeling different. Find out what a, a convert also has to go to the mikvah before a convert has to be able to convert it has to go to the mikvah. So this is why one rabbi said you know like why mikvah is so important. He says if it's able to make a non-Jew a Jew because you're able to convert. By going to the mikvah, you have to go into the mikvah to become to convert. So if that's what it's able to do to a non-Jew. Imagine what the mikvah could do to a Jew. So um, it's very. I, I'm I'm a very big. I push going to the mikvah. I think that's really if you're able to to handle it and deal with it. Um, I, I push it very strongly, uh, and and for for good reasons. It does it does you know you feel different from it. If you ever get like angry, if you really, you're like really angry. Dip into the mikvah, you'll be like, oh, it takes away anger. You like really feel like uh, I do. I want to do a I want to do a full length class on like kabbalistically on what the mikvah is. It's on the list on one of the many classes that I have planned on doing. But um, it is. It's it's a very so you know what you guys are feeling is you know help me. It's your soul speaking. You know, and it's it's something that you know start uh, start waking up. I have a question. Okay, I'm just gonna go back to the beginning of the class. Yeah. So pray. Let's do a recap. How about that? <laughs> no, no, no. Because. Oh, okay. Because like, like I'm. I, I don't know about. This is cousin. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 uh, you take it more personally. Yeah. It's yeah. Because like you know like grew up with the kid. You know like yeah. like since I was like this. You know. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> it kills me. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, no, of course. And it should like, hurt you. It should. No, no. Every time, like, I hear like something, I'm like, bro, don't don't talk to me about it. Like, it's gonna kill me more and more by the second. Like, it's, like I don't want to hear it anymore. Cause, like, you guys hang out with him still? Yeah, yeah. he's like a close friend, very close friend. Should we not? Part no, of- you should. No, not at all. You should. No, no, yeah. Um, but I also think this is like I think about this for a completely different reason. But I think you guys in general should start coming to classes. It's gonna affect him also. Not like, I mean, he's not gonna come, you know, and you, if you, if he comes to one of my classes, any class, doesn't have to be my class, any class you wanna go to, you go to, go to anyone you want, anyone, yeah, anybody you want, just start learning some sort of Torah. The, um, but if you ever do bring him to my class and he's like, well, he's gonna speak, if he wants, we can not, not even touch that. Cause Torah has a very strong power. Even if you don't teach somebody, um, about the particular problem that they're having, the Torah is a spiritual thing. It seeps in. I mean, like, come on, are you guys enjoying yourself now? Are you, are you yeah, like, are you, are you like, do you feel a little bit yeah, spiritual, yeah. a little bit better? You're sitting a in a sukkah, yeah. you know, like, <clears throat> Torah does stuff for you. Torah, see? <laughs> Torah has, well, depending on the school you went to. The, <laughs> the, um, the, you know, Torah has the ability to penetrate. And I asked this once, because I was, I was, um, was, right when I started teaching, years ago, even before that, I was, one guy wanted to learn with me, and um, he wanted to learn with me, Gemara, the Talmud, which is, you know, a difficult concept to understand. So I, <clears throat> I went over to a, a, a rabbi, and I said, what should I learn with this guy? I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what's the best thing that I can make him become more religious? Like, what Gemara should I learn? And the rabbi was like, oh, no, any, any Gemara. I'm like, no, no, no. Maybe you don't understand my question. I want like a good gemara. You like, like I want to. I, I said like I want it interesting, like as if all the gemara's not interesting. All the gemara's amazing, but I want something good that's going to get him in there and what you know maybe speak about the next world, like something cool about that. And he was yeah. So so I said so he said you, something you don't understand about the Torah. Torah, he says works that it, it doesn't matter what you teach him. Torah seeps in. Torah seeps in is going to change the person. Doesn't matter what you learn. You're learning Torah, it's going to change you. It's going to change you on a level that some more than others. Again, obviously, it's good to learn things that you're interested in, especially when you're starting. When you're starting, I'm a very big proponent to, to learn interesting stuff. That's why I try. Most of my classes are very interesting classes. Yeah, yeah. Are very stuff that it, that you could you could uh, tag along with. Yeah. So because it, that's you know you you, sh- you should start off with things like that that are very interesting. So. The, um, but, but it changes you. And it's gonna, if you're able to kind of come to a, a shield talk, you can tell him, listen, I'll tell the guy or whatever, you don't even tell him that, that that person is, and you won't spo- you know, speak about it. And you know, it's funny, because sometimes it's just gonna end up coming out. I, I'll tell you why. Because I was giving a class once, and, not a class, multiple classes in a certain place, and I kept on speaking about a certain topic. And that topic was adultery. And it was a very small class of a few people on there. And I don't know why. I just kept on just, it just kept on coming into my mind. I don't know if you noticed me. I have a lack of a filter. So things come here, right out. So, you know, and things came up. So we started speaking about adultery, not how to do it, but, you know, how to get away from it and how to avoid it and how to fix it and all things like that. And, and I spoke about it consecutively for a while. And then a guy comes up to me from the class and he says, you know, there's something I need to tell you. Um, so I'm like, yo, you know, what's up? He's like, you know, he's like very, he was very embarrassed. I'm like, listen, you know, I deal with all the issues. And if I just tell you what I dealt with this week, you already won't be embarrassed. So as whoever was there on Friday night knows what I'm talking about. If, uh, if I don't know if you guys stayed till the end of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what? No, no, no. This is talking about over a year ago. So this story. So, so then, um, so then he's, so then he's like, it's something that you speak about a lot. I'm like, I don't know. I speak about so many different topics. I don't even know what I speak about. So he's like, and then he says, you know, it's like you recently spoke about a lot, and that's why, and it was about adultery. He was unfortunately committing a very big sin, and you know, I don't know. It wasn't me. It wasn't like I sensed. Come on, you know, it's all like God put something in my mind, and I just, you know, said it. 
you know, and then it just worked out. So we were able to actually work out with a very serious sin that he was dealing with, Baruch Hashem. So just because he comes and you don't sell, tell him, you never know, the rabbi might just end up speaking about it. But you can tell them, I never said anything. You know, it was nothing to do with me. So, but yeah, Torah helps him. And Torah, if you guys are learning Torah, so you guys are hanging out with him, you guys are going to start changing. You're going to be a little bit different. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously, you're going to be a little bit different. It's going to have effect. It's going to have an effect. It has an effect on your whole thing. Just look at it. Just it's. I didn't even have to go too far because I could prove it to you from the Gorski community. Look at the Gorski community. You have one guy that became religious. All his friends are starting to become religious yeah, slowly. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. And then you have yeah, your cousin. That so um, and not only that. Look at the parents. Parents are very difficult to become religious. Very yeah. much more difficult. Very much more. But look at it. They, just a little bit. Guarantee. I don't know any any particular situation. I didn't speak to anybody. But I can guarantee you, just a little bit, they're doing something else. Maybe they're learning, lighting Shabbat candles. Maybe they're, you know, they're respecting it more. Maybe they, inside, they had nothing to do with religion. Now they're okay. They're tolerating it. You know, they're... It does something to you. It changes who you are. That's a guarantee. So if you start coming to classes, it's going to eventually change you. You guys are hanging out with him. And it's going to eventually also, you know, change. It's going to, it's going to have a ripple effect on him also. Try to get him to come to classes, at least. You know, tell him, listen, just come to class. Forget about it. We're not going to speak about the, you know, you and Christy. It's on Fridays, right? On Tuesday? Friday, Shabbat. <clears throat> Friday and Tuesdays is, that, is my guy's class. I have a Wednesday class, which is like more of a talking thing and, and a thing. But I try, push is for the Tuesday class. Try to come for the Tuesday class. Because that's a class that I'm just giving over information. You're going to come in learning it, you know, you know, a lot. It's going to, you're going to, you know, it's, it's just, it's not so much. This is more back and forth. After that class, we do back and forth as much as we need to. But this way you get, you get information. You get, you get some, some knowledge. So Tuesday or Friday, Friday night, as you get, I don't know, you, you know, it's more back and forth. It's more back and forth. And, and it's, uh, you know, it, it depends. Every week is different. That, I don't know, we had a ton of people over there. Not always we get such a large crowd on Friday night. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a relaxing environment. It's enjoyable. Um, so it's, it's more back and forth. It's a little bit more advanced, the class, though. The cla- that class wasn't so advanced, but generally my Friday night classes are a little bit more advanced. Uh, the Tuesday nights are more, are more uh, what's it called? So, so. Yeah. You're so heavy, no? That's a class that's a class that we're gonna be giving Bizat Hashem soon over here. I'm gonna be doing it in depth. In depth over here. One uh, in the coming what? No, to us only he gave it, not yeah. to the year. Oh. oh you're talking about you were there in that class a year ago or yeah. you're talking we were not last night. No, no, not no, last no, no, no. last year when I gave Oh, okay. So, yeah. We were there. We were like shocked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was a long time ago, you guys. We were shocked. So, I'm I'm creating a whole new, uh, like, I'm rearranging my whole class on that. I'm bizarre to want to give, because I never did it on camera. I gave it, I'll tell you what, because I did it three, three years, no, two years, two and a half years ago also, and I, it, I gave six hours on, on a topic of wasting seed. And I never recorded it. It was Friday night. Friday night is my bulk of my, uh, you know, we do a, tons of learning. Cause it was something that we learn for hours. Um, so I want to do it on, on a camera. I'm going to do it. I'm going to rearrange it also. to do it a little bit differently. Um, so I'm going to give that class again. That's a, cl- that's a topic that you have to keep on hearing again and again, especially at your, your age. Um, but let's, let's uh, wrap up at least the first question that we started off with. The question was, and, and let me know when you guys want to, how long you want to go till it's up to you guys. So, you guys, you, you guys are, what's it called? I don't know, look at the time. So, um, you have a good time when you have fun. Yeah. Time goes by fast when you have a lot of fun. Okay, so, um, you wanted a recap because it's, you know, it's a relative. More or less. So, number one, pray. Pray, 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 pray. Number two, try to give them as much knowledge as you possibly can. The knowledge that we, you know, gave you, the, you know, the, again, it's up. not going to, never, ever give up in that person. Never, ever give up. You, you also have to understand, 
you know, if you want, I could upload this uh, video so you guys could review it. So never, ever give up. Never, ever give up on a Jewish person. Never. That you should always, you should always, by the way, sometimes it, this process takes a long time. This process takes a long time. You know, you can't just be like, oh, okay, I see you're right. Okay, I'm going to stop dating the girl that I think I love. You know, it's, come on, it's, it's very difficult. And then he's going to deal with a break. You know, it's very, very difficult to, to deal with that. He has to come with it from his own decision and it's a lot of information that you have to pull in a lot of prayers that you have to pull in that I, I think I gave a ton of information over here that you could you could present to him even slowly even you know even uh, what's it called maybe I will upload it so you could the guys could review it you know like even send it in so <laughs> so it's it's something that you don't want to give up because he's going to lose everything he's going to really lose it all if you really love him you're going to you're going to help him out and you're going to help him as much as you can as much as you can um, bring him to classes bring him like like you know I can't stress how much prayer is important over here. And you should know, it's very, if you have a friend that's even thinking about dating, you have to, the earlier you stop it, the easier it is. He's not married to her, by the way, so you know you're still not too far off. I mean, you He hid it from us for like six months, not something like that. He told us when he was like four months in. What? But what? Whatever, dating. Dating. He told me four months, five no, months in. He told us right away. He said, he said that they to were, you. told him. Uh, he told him right away. He I found out five months in. Well, so, I, was, I was mad. So basically, we were talking about like because it was there were friends for like about since like since like freshman year from high school. Know, yeah. but they never dated. That's the yeah. thing. And at the end, like I don't know what happened. Like to them out more. That you know that's that's also the problem. This is why I very 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 much. I'm opposing to um, to public school. Forget about the fact about the dating, about the the the, uh, the lack of information, the no secular amount of temptation that you have with all the girls over there. But one thing is, is that you're hanging out with a bunch of girls and whatever or the guys, or the girls are they're hanging out with each other. Like, and they're, even if you think like, no, I'm only going to marry a Jew, but you're hanging out with a non-Jewish girl. Like, what do you? Th- you're hanging out with a non-Jewish attractive girl. Who really likes you, let's say. Why not, right? Because everybody has a high ego. And we all think everyone likes us. So, we really, really likes you. In your mind. You, and, and she's like, attractive. And she's like, you know, you know, giving you hints. I'd be like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, oh, well, you know, like, I can't believe I got sucked into it. I didn't know. Like, come on, let's be, you know, you're hanging out with her. Of course you're gonna start having feelings for her. Of course it's a, this is why you have to cut off all. Cut off all, all connections that you have with non-Jewish girls, non-Jewish... This is not going to be helpful for you. You know what killed me? Stay far away, stay far away. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. Yeah, it's going to affect... Yeah, it's going to end up affecting you. It's not going to be beneficial, that's for sure. You don't have to be like... Oh, yeah, I'll get you in a second. You don't have to be like, hey, buddy, we're not hanging out anymore. The easiest way to break off friendships is very slowly. Yeah. Never say it. Be like, oh, I'm busy. I can't. I can't hang out tonight. Oh, I wish I could. I can't. Or oh, whatever. I'm hanging out with another group of friends. We can't. We already. I already have plans. And every time, never reach out to him. If he reaches out to you or she reaches out to you, always push it off. Be like, yeah, we got to do. We got to do it. I'm sorry. I'm so busy with school and work. I, I. I can't. I don't hang out anymore. And that way, eventually, it just becomes easier. Just you just start start veering apart with never officially like breaking it up. You know, right, like right. yeah, it's just like, and that's the easiest easiest way to do it. It works. It works very simple. Yeah. Yeah, so I was saying, uh, so, like, I remember in the beginning when they was started hanging out, and then he used to come up to me with the, with, like, a thing, saying that I think she likes me or something. And I'm like, I think so too, bro. And then, like, then he was like, well, I don't know, we'll see. So they start hanging out, and no, he, he's kind of more hanging out with girls as a friend, which I didn't really like, with, with Kelly too in the beginning. I saw that Kelly likes him too. Okay. So afterwards, they start hanging out with Nancy. 
And then I remember he came up to me one day. He's like, "Yo, we had it." I'm like, "We had? What do you mean?" And he's like, "You know, you know, we had it." I was like, "But you're not even dating me." He's like, "Well, we're kind of in this situation where like friends would benefit." Yeah. Like, it doesn't work out. It doesn't exist. I don't believe that kind of shit. Right. And, and he's like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "No, no, it's legit." I'm like, "All right, watch." Like. One week later, he's like, we're dating. Yeah, of course. What do you like, think? Come on, man. You see, you see what's happening? Which girl is going to say friends with benefits? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's, 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 a very, it's a very big problem. You know, like, first of all, you, you think about it for the, physical, for the physical world. He's getting everything that he wants out of this relationship. Everything and more. Uh, because she'll give him everything that he wants. Um, he, he'll like her. He's attracted to her. He has a good time with her. Like, and then he has a small part of him, because he's not religious again. You know, he doesn't have any knowledge on Judaism. He doesn't know about Judaism. He doesn't realize what he's getting himself into. I, I get, this, is a, this is a guarantee. People mess up a lot, and, and this is like a lot, not, not all of them, just because of a lack of understanding. That's how I feel. Like if people really, really, if you really knew the seriousness of Shabbat and kosher, of course you'll keep Shabbat and kosher. You think, okay, whatever. It's like, oh, whatever. But if you realize that like everything depends on this, then you'll be able to do it. Like I have people tell me, like I can't. I would never be able to do it. I'm like, oh yeah? If I give you a thousand dollars, would you be able to keep Shabbat? I don't know. A thousand, ten grand. Would you be able to do it? Yeah, ten grand, I'll be able to do it. I'm like, so you can do it. It's just not worth enough for you. You don't feel like it's worth ten grand for you. That's why you don't do it. This guy, I guarantee you, if you ask him, he thinks, okay, he loves her. If I would give him 150 grand right now to break it off, is he going to break it off? Maybe yes, maybe no. What happens if I add another zero to it? 1.5 million. He'll dump her for money. What do it? For a million dollars? I'll bet you right now, if we call yeah. him, he'll say money. What about ten million dollars? I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, we're getting there. It, 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 it depends on how much zeros you have to yeah. add to the beginning. Which means is, which means is that he, he, he doesn't value, he doesn't know the, the value of it. He'll will. He's his cousin. Come on. Bro, he tells you so many things. I promise you won't. I'll have to I live with him together. Put it this way. There's, there's always a number. There's always a number. There's always a number. It's some people, you have to add more zeros for the other person. The point is not to give them the number. The point is to realize that you can do it. You can break up with her. You just don't feel it's worth it. For 10 million, maybe it will be worth it. For 100 million, it will be worth it. If you add another zero to it, a billion, I mean, come on. People will break up with their parents for that. So, you know, like, whatever, unfortunately. But there's always, there's always a price. There's always a price. Everybody has a price. Some people have a steeper price than other people. But what's the, what's the reason of the price? It just shows you what I mean. Put it this way. If someone tells me right now, I'll give you a billion dollars if you fully convert to Christianity or fully convert to Islam. I'm not going to do it. I'm, there's no price that I would have for that. Like, I have something that's priceless. And that's the Torah. That's the Judaism. So there you go. Are you religious? Not really. So there you go. So then you, you, know, you don't even realize that power for it. But you're going to be soon. Bezat Hashem. Amen. So, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Good. Good. No, that, that you said it right the first time. Jewish was right. Because Jewish is only one Jewish. It's a religion. Religious. So, otherwise you can pretend to be Jewish. I mean, you are Jewish by heart, so you do have to follow Judaism. You can't, I have people that are like, um, you know, you, you can't do this on Shabbat. It's like, don't worry, I'm not religious. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm like, I can't do it and you can't do it. The same, the same issue we have, we can't do it. They think, like, okay, because I'm not religious, so it's okay, I could, I could eat pork. Like, I'm not religious, it's okay. I, 
I don't follow this stuff, so it's okay for me. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we both have the same obligation. Just because you're an ignoramus, and I just know a little bit more than you, just a dot more than you, because the Torah is infinite. I can't say that anymore. Just, you know, and, and I'm a little bit more religious than you, doesn't mean that we have different obligations and different responsibilities. No. You have the same responsibility and obligations as I do. You choose to dis- be, you know, not to follow it. I choose to follow it. I have a question. Quick, quick question. But on the fast, I don't know if you know me. There's never a quick question. <laughs> so we're here for like I don't know how long we're here answering one question. Yeah. On the fast, you're not allowed to use your cell phone, right? No, it depends what fast. The Yom Kippur. Yes. You're allowed to? No, not allowed to. Okay. Just like Shabbat. They don't know. You send them to public school. What do you think they teach them there? What is more important than Yom Kippur? To don't eat or eat and go like just like by volume. And go to the shul and like pray and better not to eat and stay home. Is that your question? No, like, fasting is a, a very, very important. Fasting, but you don't do anything spiritual. As opposed to like praying. Well, the whole point of Yom Kippur is doing chuba. Yeah, is to pray. Yes. The whole point is not even the prayer. The whole point is is to feel regret and change yourself. That's really the whole point of it. Um, you're asking you're asking a good question. I mean, like. Fasting is very, very important. So much so that if you fast, you, you won't be able to go to the synagogue. It's better for you to fast and pray. I mean, obviously, speak to your local Orthodox no, rabbi, like, but, by volume. but... But, like, why, what is fasting is... I'm sorry. Just no, no, no. Uh, so, it's, 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 it's part... Of, what's the point of fasting? The point of fasting is to, um, you know, when we're supposed to... You know, back in when we had the temple, we would give a sacrifice. A sacrifice would... You would kill... A uh, whatever a goat whatever it was that you that you brought in sacrifice and by the way you should know that the way Jewish people sacrifice and the way Jewish people well nowadays we don't do it we slaughter it's the most humane way possible yeah. which means is the way that we do it is the way that it would hurt the animal the least if you ever seen it you know how they do non Jewish non Jewish you know how they do it well I've seen the actual video some of them they electrocute them so they just they fill up with water and they electrocute other people what they do is they put this calf into this like little or cow into this little thing they choke it with its neck and then there's a guy sitting with like this electrocution drill on top of it goes right on the head you know and, 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 and shocks it the way that the Jewish people do it is that they take there's, a, there's ways that the knife for example can be chipped because if it's chipped it's gonna you ever see an ISIS video what they do over there you know how painful it is that you like you know it's like slow but they do it very sharp that it has to go very quickly one slit and the way the animals are the animals have the arteries and the veins where they feel the, the connects of the nervous system is all in the front that's why you slaughter the, specifically over there so once you slaughter the animal feels nothing instantly nothing they, so it's in the most humane way possible now why do we slaughter well we're slaughtering on the thing we're, we're on the on the on the on the, on the, on the temple what we're saying is like that really should be me that animal but I am giving this I'm sacrificing this goat this whatever it is that you're sacrificing in my stead so when you look at that you're like okay that blood you know that should have been me so what you're doing is is this is causing you to change you'd be like oh my god that should have been me and now like what did I do I sinned that's why I'm bringing the sacrifice I didn't I messed up that's why I'm doing it so when you're fasting you're sort of like you know giving yourself over like I messed up I sinned. I need to fix myself. And you go and you fix yourself based on that. The whole point of the sacrifice in itself is not for the sacrifice. It's for the repentance that you're going to do. The whole point of the fast is not for the fast. It's for the repentance that you're going to do. Repentance is the bottom line of it. But to say which one is better to do, it's like, you know, like there's certain things that it's like someone comes and asks you, what's better, heroin or cocaine? Like I'm going to do one. I mean, okay, well that there is 
technically an answer, but it's like which way you're gonna kill yourself first. You know, like it's it's like the the um, you know there's different things. I'll give you an easy example, a very simple example. Someone lives very far away from the synagogue. On Shabbat, he's not able to go to the synagogue unless he drives. The only thing spiritual that he does is he goes there. He lives, he says the whole day there. His entire day learning from the second he gets it to the second he leaves, but he drives on Shabbat. Or he's gonna sit at home and sleep all day on Shabbat. He should stay at home and sleep all day rather than go and drive to the synagogue. Because that's worth it for him to sit at home and not violate the Sabbath than to go and, and violate the Sabbath and, and, uh, and learn all day and keep the Sabbath or whatever is it, it is. Permitted? Not permitted. Not He's permitted. Not, sleep. He, no, 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 sleep. Oh, sleep? Yeah, of course it's permitted. Yeah, sleep on Shabbat, all Shabbat? I tell people in the beginning, you can't keep Shabbat, it's very difficult for you. As long as you're not violating it, that's already, that's already a big plus. Eventually, as you get, you guys have, have been awesome because you have the Gorski Shul. That's like, you know, there's like a meal there, people hang out there, people learn there. It's like a chill out situation. So you guys have the best, and by the way, it's starting over here also. They're starting to do it on this side also. You have both, whoever you're close to, you have to be able to go to. Yeah, so. Yeah, but you have you seat there, you can go hang out with. This is a general rule. If somebody wants to become religious, I guess anybody's watching online, not part of this community, um, it's always easier to do it with somebody else. This way you have somebody else to help you out. And this way you can do it together. Because it, it, your family is very difficult to keep Shabbat when your families are watching TV while you're trying to keep Shabbat. The family are, you know, are turning on, the, you know, like walking around. It's very difficult. But if you have a... That's why, what do the guys do? They hang out in the shul all day. And they have a good time. So that's why it's much easier to do it with somebody else. So you give each other support. You're able to, you're able to get through with it. And I guarantee you, this is also a guarantee because I ask this every single person. Ask your cousin. Every single person. In the beginning, it's, you think about it. I never keep Shabbat. It's very difficult to keep Shabbat. Just for the first few months. Eventually, you're already keeping it for how long? And, uh, you broke it? We kept it before. We kept it? We're starting again. This new year. New year, new you. Yeah, exactly. And me. I want to... No, no, I always wanted to. I never Is there anything else in the world? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's good. It's fine. Well... I, I did it. Now you have someone to do it with. No, no, no. Yeah, like, I did it with them. Those were my uh, two. And you guys all broke it up together. No, I, I, I always wanted to. Just, uh, we never... Ha- I don't know how to explain So let's do this. This will be worth it to be the coming tonight if you guys agree to this. Can can you guys start trying from this to this coming Shabbat? This coming in? Mm-hmm. You could try it. Why not? What's difficult about it? Well, oh, you work on Shabbat? Yeah, looks, uh, That's the thing. What do you work? College a full week. What do you work in? I work in uh, what's it called? Do you work in a mall? Cell cell phone store. A Jewish cell guy? Metro PCS. Yeah, oh, you're Jewish working guy. at Metro PCS. Jewish guy. Um, okay, so let me first tell you guys. That's why I can see why it's harder. You guys, first of all, let's start with you guys. You guys are okay? Yeah. Yeah? What? You both, so both, we're dealing with both, both to work. College on Saturday? No, but just there are so many homework that if I will not do it. So study without writing. Just read. Just read on, on, on Shabbat. Don't write on Shabbat. Wait, you're not allowed to write? Yeah, but there's not no, really... No. There's like a paper. What? Do. There's like most okay. of them doing... Okay, then, then you guys all in the same boat. At least we got two. Two? Yeah, two, two, so far. Now we'll deal with the other, the remainder. Um, so, people work on Shabbat. If you work on Shabbat, you have to know something about the money that you're making. It's not going to be blessed money. It's it's you think of it as blood money. It's not going to be blessed money, which means is the money that you're getting is not going to be money that's going to be beneficial for you. And what does it mean by blessed money? Um, and I'll ask you. I've never spoke to you before. I never spoke to you. You know, you guys are working. Are you are you able to save the money? Sometimes. Not what sometimes. Overall, so basically, are you are you having a savings from it from the money that you're working on Shabbat? Like, do you see, like, you know, or and again, I may be wrong on this. I'm going out on a limb. You know, like sometimes you like you make X amount of money. You're like, where did all my money go? Like I can't, I don't understand it. I had, I made so much money, and then at the end, end of the week, end of the month, I'm like, where did it all go? 
You know, so I see you're nodding your head. You, you know, like, there is money that's blessed and there's money that's cursed. The money that's, that's blessed is money, and again, this could be if you steal. If you steal money, if you have a, a shady business, not blessed money. It's very important you want to have money that's blessed. You want to have money that, what's blessed money? Money that will be able to make you more money. And it doesn't mean you have people that work in Shabbat that are very wealthy. But look at their lives, that, you know, and they have problems over here, and then they got to run to this medical thing. And then, so they made $1,000, let's say, on Shabbat. Let's say they made, a, they made a nice amount of money, they made $1,000. Three months down the line, four months down the line, all of a sudden they got to run to the hospital, and they have a deductible on this. What's the bill? $1,000. And they won't put the two and two together. But the money that comes in, it's just going to go out. The question is, how is it going to go out? It's never going to be like, okay, I'll have a good time. It's always something like whatever, you know, you, you get gypped off on something, and you lose a little bit here, and a little bit here, and you're not, this is not going to be blessed, or it's gonna, you're going to buy something, it's going to cause you a problem. And it, it's just things that are not going to go well for you. It's, we, we said before early, Shabbat, we, we, we pray on, on, you know, on Friday night, Kabbalah Shabbat, Shabbat kihi it is the source of blessing. The Shabbat, you keeping Shabbat, that is a source of your blessing. Now, if you go and you start, you know, saying, I don't need that, I'm going to go deal with this, then God's going to be like, okay, let's see where it deals with you. You're going against God, you're not going to, you're not going to get out of it. And if I were to tell you, let's say, okay, you're working on Shabbat, but because of that, you're not going to make any money, you know, let's say you're supposed to make, uh, you know, $1,000 a month that you're making on Shabbat. When you get married, instead of making, it's going to be deducted. $10,000 from your annual salary. Would you do it? Of course not. Because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you'll end up losing the money. So, it's, it's not helpful at you, for you at all. It's not going to give you any blessing. You're not going to get any enjoyment from it. Temporarily, maybe. In the long run, you're going to have to pay for it. Who wants to pay for it? Shabbat is one of the things that if you violate it, uh, it's, even if you do repentance on it, you still have to go through suffering. It's karat. There's 36 sins that if you violate, then you, you go, I'll tell you what is the cat, other categories, like incest, relationship with siblings. That's what you're dealing with, the same category of, the, of Shabbat. This is why you have a lot of rabbis scream Shabbat a lot, because it's really important. It's really important. It's not important only for the next world. It's important for this world. It's going to give you a source of blessing. You're going to see a lot of blessing. In the beginning, you're not going to have money, because you're not going to be working on that day. So you'll see it. But overall, it's going to work out much better for you. It's going to work out much better for you. I'm giving you good business advice now. Forget about spirituality. I'm giving you good business advice. You're in a bad business. You might be in a good business, but you're in a, you know there's a right place and a right time for things? You know, people that opened up a cell phone business 10 years ago, 15 years ago, made a killing. People now, alright, some yes, some not. The places are opening and closing all the time. So, you, there's always a time and a place for it. And there's also a time and place for, for when you're doing it. You're doing it, we all realize we need God's help for business, Right? We're, we're on the same page. Can anybody here think they can become a millionaire without God, without God intervening? We can't. So right now you're basically saying, God, I don't need you. I'm stabbing you in the back. I know you told me this is important, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I don't, uh, whatever. I, whatever reason that, you're, that you think it is, then what do you think that's, how is that going to come and affect you? It's going to come not well to you. And even if you do make it big, that's not going to be blessed money. I know a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't keep Shabbat. And they have large businesses. Ask them how happy they are. At the source, you know the source of everything. This is one of the things that we spoke on Friday night. You do everything because it's, this, is unfor- this is unfortunate and fortunate. Everything that you do in your life, you do because of happiness. Happiness is your ultimate thing. Why do you want a lot of money? Because you can buy things. Why do you want to buy things? Because you, because you think that's going to make you happier. Why do you want to get married? Because you, you like her. Why? Because you think you're, she's going to make you happy. This is why people always say in love, I fell out of love. Like, what do you fell out of love? Which means is she wasn't giving you what you felt that you wanted anymore. This is a very selfish and a bad thing to do. But when you're going into something, generally we go into something that's going to bring us happiness. Why do you go to college? Because you want to get a degree? No. 
Because you want to work. Why do you want to work? So you want to make money. Why do you want to make money? Because you want to buy stuff. Why do you want to buy stuff? Because it's going to make you happy. Everything at the end of the day, why do you want to have kids? Because you want to pay tuition? No. You know, you, you want it because you want to, oh, you know, you want to buy them clothes? No, that's not why you want it. Because you feel eventually as you get old, it's going to lead you to your happiness. One thing that you should know, things that human beings tend to do is because it's going to lead them to happiness. Now, I'm telling you right now, this thing is not going to lead you to happiness. It's going to give you a lot of problems on later in life. And I, I wish no problems on anybody. No, everybody should have just an amazing, successful everything. But, but you should know what the Torah says. And the Torah says, it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get on, uh, you're not gonna come out un, unscathed, un, untouched with this. This is something that's very, very serious. Working on Shabbat is even worse than just even violating Shabbat, because you're, 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 you know, it's just not blessed money. You're gonna have, not only is it not blessed, you're gonna have to get punished for that money. It's like, not only you're losing the money, but it's gonna come out of, out of your, out of your expense. Yeah. It's like, okay, you made a thousand dollars, now you're gonna end up paying ten thousand. It might not be in cash, it might be in health, it might be in, in, uh, relationship, it might be in children, it might be in whatever it is, investments, it might be what, in hardships, emotional, you know, psychological, there's so many other, this unfortunately, unfortunately, there's so many ways that God could take payment back. Which is good for, it's actually fortunate, because God made it that way, and everything God made is fortunate. But you have to realize that it's, you're not gonna gain from this. Better work, take less shifts, work on Sunday. I guarantee you it will bring you greater success in life. It's a guarantee. School? You wanna be successful in school. Don't you wanna pat, you don't think you need God? Come on. What, before every big test, what do you hear everybody tell everybody? Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, everyone's wishing good luck. All of a sudden we're all like in patriots. We're like, I wish everybody good luck! And to all a good night. You know, I like, I like, are you kissing, are you kissing, are you kissing? So, like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't mean anything, it doesn't, you know, say to your it's going to do you a lot, or a lot better. You need God's help for, for tests. I mean, sometimes you think about it, be like, sometimes you're like pure guessing. What are you going for in, in college, if you don't mind me asking? What? What do you want to go for? Oh, architect. Architect. Yeah. You need a lot of God's help, especially after you get the job, because, you know, that's, 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 you're talking about five, six years in schooling, and it's not easy, so you do a lot of math. You have a lot of, uh, um, you have a lot of, uh, what's it called, right? No? Yeah, like, Right. So, like, it's, it, you're gonna need a lot of God's help. You think you're gonna gain by not listening to God? I'm not, you need to study, read the book. I'm not saying this is what somebody should do. I'm talking about beginners and, and that. I'm not saying that, I'm not paskening halakha and things like that. For you, me, between me and you right now. Right? If you need to go and let's say, so study, just don't write. Don't use the computer. Just read. You have to read. So read. You have to anyways memorize stuff for the tests. That's the thing that you do from the second that I get Friday night to Saturday night. That's what you do. After Saturday night, you you you, you did all your preparation. Then you can type up. A lot of stuff. Guaranteed, you'll see. You'll, you'll, laptop, yeah, but you have books. You have to still buy textbooks. You don't. You can no, print it out. Online. Like, in my program, for example, there's like really rarely reading. The most part is like you're constructing something, you're drawing something, you're writing something. Online. Like, Online. No, I have a lot of things going on. You don't have to read anything. You don't have to. You yeah well I'm sure first of all any teacher that you're doing online courses online courses no you speak to teachers they'll you know and if let's say that you have the Sabbath they will they legally will yeah. give you they, they will they'll be like this is my holiday I can't I can't they have to they have to they have to abide by your thing you can't be like well no I'm not going to give you any chances doesn't matter they're going to they're going to give you I've never ever had that issue when I ever told somebody but like you know you can't do it and they go and be like they said listen if I don't do it I'm going to fail never and if you do do that you'll probably end up making a lot of money so it's good <laughs> from the yeah so um you, I, I'll put it this way you're not going to lose out from it it's not my guarantee it's God if you listen to God you're not going to lose out I was going to say yeah you know what? I have to. This this is no joke. I, I'm going to get to you that. 
I didn't even know I had this in front of me. There is, the, I'll source it. I'll source, uh, where, where I'm telling something, I'll tell you where it is. There is a pasuk. You go to in uh, Bamidbar. So it's Numbers chapter 14, verse 41. They once asked a rabbi, I said this before, uh, oh, what, maybe a year and a half ago. They once asked a rabbi, what is the most powerful verse in the Torah? About, well, like every verse, like what's the most powerful? He said, Numbers chapter 14, verse 41. The, and I'll read it to you in just in English. Moses said, why do you transgress the word of the Lord? It will not succeed. Most powerful verse. Says Rashi, which is the commentary on, on this, it's, what does it mean it will not succeed? What you are doing will not succeed. Which means is, it's straight out. If you transgress the word of God, you will not succeed. In the Torah, Numbers 14.41. Go look it up, take that. That's the source for it. If you go and you don't listen to God, you will not succeed in what you do. You know, you might have temporary success, guaranteed, that you could have. Yeah. Overall, you will not succeed. You will not have the success. The main thing, again, we're looking for is happiness. You know, that's what, you're going to architecture because that's what you want to get because you think you'll enjoy that. You'll be happy doing that. But what happens if, you know, if you, you know, who knows what could happen? You could start hating it. You could have a bad boss. God, you know, there's a bunch of curveballs that could come your way, unfortunately. You don't want that. You know how difficult it is to get an architecture job? Yeah. Very difficult to get that, to get there, you know. And even if you get that, you don't start off making a lot of money. You don't, you won't. So, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm familiar. So the, you know, it's, it's, you're gonna be working a ton of hours, going through a ton of school, possibly not making a lot of money. So, don't you think you need God's help over here? Like you need, if you tell me you're going for something else, okay, maybe I say you don't need as much, like as if you don't need God's help. But architecture, you really need God's help with that. Cause I have friends that, that are architectures. It's like, oh man, you know, you know, there's some, whatever, I didn't want to get to, to what they have to do in order to make some money. So, um, but, but I'm saying you need God's help. You're not gonna lose out from it. You have Sunday, put it this way, anybody that, I have friends that have been in medical school, law school, I'm not talking about, you know, regular run of the mill, I'm talking about Ivy League places, keeping the Sabbath, keeping that, and they, they did just fine at, by, by, they were able to do it. You don't need the Sabbath, the Saturday to do it. It might be easier for you, but it's definitely 100% doable without it. You might have to work a little bit later, but it's doable, for sure it's doable. And for you guys also, you don't need the money, you don't have expenses now, you don't have bills, you don't need the money right now. So what do you think? If you're going to do this for God, you think God's going to be like, well, you know what? He did this so much. It was so difficult for him. There's an idea. It says in Pirkei, the harder something is for you, the greater the reward. So for example, for me keeping Shabbat, and let's say Jason keeping Shabbat, and whoever else is going to be keeping Shabbat, we're different. I was born and raised this way. It's easier for me. You guys are going to be getting a much higher level of reward. And you guys are going to get even greater of what you give up. Just think about it. Everything is value, dollar for dollar. Think about think think about it. You know, I guarantee you, you're not gonna you know lose out from it. And you know, and if you feel well, my boss is not gonna worry about one boss, and that's the boss upstairs. If you t- if if you do what he's he's gonna take care of you. You know, don't think that they, that that he's gonna you're gonna listen to him and he's gonna be like you know you get fired from your job or whatever it is. And guarantee you, most likely you won't get fired from your job, especially if you're working in a Jewish place. Be like, listen, I'm trying to keep Shabbat. Do you mind? I'm, I pick up a different shift. He's not going to be like, well, you're going to be fired if not. Thing, he got me only because I, I was supposed to work on Saturdays. Anyway. So tell him. Tell him. And if not, I'll call him if you want. I really have no problem. He keeps Shabbos. He keeps Shabbos. He keeps Shabbos. So then if you, you'll, be, you'll have a very good time with him. Say, listen, I really need the money. I really, you know, I really know that you did this to me uh, for, for just for Saturday. Yeah, but that's um, the thing. That's the thing. He's, he's a, no, no, no. He's, he's, so you, he's a tiny mentality, you understand? They're not going to care. If he's what, they ask him, ask him, see if it's gonna come. Say, if you speak to him, don't be like, hey, bro, 
I, uh, I'm keeping Sabbath now, so I can't come in Saturday. I'll pick up a different one. I could work on Wednesday and Sunday. So? Sunday and Wednesday, perfectly I could work. Two days, right? I need two days a week. Right, so then there it goes for so you. I'll work on Friday and uh, Saturday. But instead of Friday and Saturday, I could work on Wednesday and Sunday. Do that! I could tell him to do that, but I don't know if he's going to take me. You'll... you'll if you if you tell him as a heart to heart like a man to man like don't be like hey listen if you really you know take him on the side he's a, he's a Jew he's a human being he's of course he's gonna he's gonna like no I need you to work on Sabbath he's gonna you tell him hey, listen I really want to start keeping uh, the Sabbath I want to become a little bit more religious I, I you know I'm starting to come to gold classes you know give him give him the whole rundown you know I, I really want to work myself um, I, I know that you took me on for this I understand this is this, but I'm asking you as a favor please you know. Can we? Can I switch around so I don't work on Saturday? Because I really want to keep the Sabbath. I really want to keep Shabbat. He's not going to be. You know, he's not a Nazi. You know, he's not going to be like, well, I told you, only Saturday. He's not going to be like, you know. I mean, come on. You know, he's going to. You guys work in the same store? No, no, no. right next to each other. Right next to each other. You're able to. You'll you think you'll you'll be able to. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you guys will be able to do it. I guarantee is... you. You guys will do it. You guys, if it's much easier. You guys do it as a group. Yeah. You guys will do it as a group. It's going to do it. Well, I have a question. The year we did it, when my grandpa passed away. That's always yeah, what happens, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait for that. Don't. That always what happens. That always you can join us. That always what happens. By don't wait for God to send you reminders. I don't want to have to tell you what's going on in the Gorski community and how many months I get an invited. Unfortunately, not invited. Another funeral comes my you know way. Like this kid, you know this death from the and kids. Young guys are dying like flies. And, yeah, and you, yeah. you guys should be aware of this. It's your community. You don't want God to be like, we, what do you think that happens? Okay, granted, it's a person, place, and time for everything. And it was his time. I, I don't want to get into that. But because you get affected by it, there's a reason. We have to wake up. God's sending signs. The end of the world is coming. Let's not, let's not fool around, right? We got North Korea playing, you know, Game Boy with the, with the nuclear whistles. And, and Trump is whistling his, you know, his, his thing. You know, it, we're in a hot pocket mess right now. Mashiach is, is on the way, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's coming over here. You know, how much signs do you need from God to send you? Be like, okay, God, I get it. You don't want God to send you signs. God be like, I don't need signs. I get the point. I'm doing it. And you're going to see, you're going to get so much blessing in your life. Just ask, ask anybody. Ask anybody that's been doing it. I ask them every single time in front of everybody. I don't take them to the side to like preempt them and be like, hey buddy, can you just say, that's good. I never say that. And I always ask in front. And I said, I, I, in front of the Friday night classes, I always have people come over. I had a long debate. You guys weren't there like two weeks. Oh, last, last uh, two weeks ago, had, had, um, it was a Friday night class. I was supposed to leave at 11 o'clock. It was supposed to go until 11 o'clock because I had to go to, I had another uh, place I needed to go to at 11 o'clock. I had maybe seven or eight Gorski guys walk in from Avenue C at 11.05. The place is cleaned up. Some people left. They walk in 11.05. I told them, listen guys, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't stay. I'm sorry. I would love to. I know you guys walked really far, but I have another commitment that I have to go. I was like, no, we totally understand. We can't. We walk. We didn't realize. Okay, fine. No problem. They're hanging around their eyes. We're cleaning up. And then one guy comes over to me. He's like, listen, there's a guy over here that, um, you know, he doesn't believe in God. And, you know, he's willing. we came here and he's willing to talk to you about it. I'm like, everybody back to the table. I'm like, well, of course I'm going to, you know, I, I, this is why I, well, I'm going to go with this more. Is there anything more important than that? Get somebody to believe in God. I could prove it to him. It's not so difficult. So from 11 to about 1 a.m., we sat there and we proved to him. You know, one after another. This is a class also that I want to do. I never got to do it online. I could prove that there is a God. I could prove to you that the Torah is legit. I could prove to you all these things with the proofs, with you know, logically, scientifically, everything is provable. And this is what we, this is what we did one after another. And we're having a debate back and forth. At the end of the thing, he came in not believing in God, 
Oh Hashem, he told me, he said he's, he left, he's going to ready to start keeping a few Shabbatot. He says, for a few weeks, can you give me a few weeks? So he says, for a few weeks, I'll give you. For two hours that I that I, that, was, that we were sitting with him, and not not because it all is from God, all a hundred percent. Please, like I can't. And what 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 is the point that I'm saying this? There was there was a group of like three four guys that were walking and that started keeping Shabbat. And I went and he was sitting. You know, I remember he was sitting like in your spot, but in my house. So whatever you're that. And I went and there was there was another guy sitting over here that was keeping Shabbat. And I said I didn't speak to him beforehand. And I was just going to ask, do you enjoy it? Are you has your life been significantly improved or not? And I said, and I told him, I said, I answer honestly. I don't want to. I don't want to influence it. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Answer honestly. And he says, no. He says, not only do I, am I, am I, do I feel better as a person. He says, but I enjoy it now. He says, in the beginning it was hard. Yeah, it is hard because you're not used to it. In the beginning it's difficult. It yeah, it's difficult, oh, of course. Yeah, it's difficult. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not difficult. I, I understand that. But, but I, I tell him, I'm like, I'm like, is it? Does you get enjoy it? You could even you have done it for a while, so yeah, you know. And he says, I enjoy it, it's fun, I, it, it's great. And I'm like, come on, what do I, do I need to even prove that? It's not like I'm causing you to fast. You escape everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, you eat a good meal, you come Friday night to my house, you drink, you enjoy, you eat some stuff. You know, you have a good time. You have a good time. Right? You can read, though, right? You can read, yeah. You could. like, yeah. It's like, yeah. You, what, for now, yeah. What? Better not to. What you could do, you know, sleep, read, enjoy, you eat, you have a good time, you hang out. Again, what's better? It's better to sit and learn to hop, but we're not there yet. But we, we'll get there. You take steps. The first thing is, stop violating it. That's the number one. No phone, right? no phone oh, just put it. Like, it's like creating a fire. There's many reasons for it, but the, the basic one is creating a fire. I had, I had a conversation with a doctor on this once. Two hours, this guy was making a sweat. A very intelligent guy. And like, no matter what proof I'm giving him, he's like, no. So I like I took I took out physics anything with um, he's like it's on, it's on fire I'm like okay um, there's the way it works with with physics is that anything that's produced any work that's done is creates energy energy releases off heat right even if you take LED lights or thing it produces some sort of heat your phone does it get hot you're like yeah it does get hot even if even if it's on a minuscule level, it still gets hot. You know, even with all the technology now, just a little bit, it gets hot. You're turning on. So even just that itself, you're creating heat. Heat is fire. You're already creating one of the, you know, it's a, it's a violation of the, of the, you know, of the thing. So besides that, you'll be thankful that you're able to disconnect from your phone. Well, why should you create fire though? One of the 39, so how do you, why do we have obligations on, on Sabbath? We have 39 obligations on the Sabbath that we cannot do. Right? So one of the things. Why can't you carry? So, so right, so. Right, so first, so let's do one by one. So first of all, um, carrying you can if there's an Eruv. If there's, if there's a, um, I don't know how to explain it. There's, there's a way that you can carry inside a certain area. There's a way to do it that you can carry. Like uh, a bottle, like I'm saying. Yeah, like for example, let's say you go to Israel. Israel, in many communities, you can carry anywhere. Because there's certain things that you could do to make you that you're able to carry. In Brooklyn, there is this Eruv. Many people, most people don't hold of it. They don't agree with it. They say, no, it's not. But some people do hold of it. Um, but let's start with fire. Why, why can you create a fire? So why can't we do anything? What's the point of Shabbat? Like, why do we got to keep Shabbat? Like, what, why do we need to rest? Sunday. Why can't I? Why is it? And I'll give, you a, I'll give you an example like this. Turning on a light switch, violation of Shabbat. We're all in agreement with that? That makes sense, right? Driving a car, violation of Shabbat. What about if I take a table, five tables, you know, weighing like 20 pounds each. So you're taking 100 pounds. And I'm moving it in my house, upstairs and downstairs. I'm sweating bullets. And I am working so hard. Did I violate Shabbat? Yes. Yeah. No. 
No violation of Shabbat. I'm making your question stronger. That's uh, it's on, yeah. No, it's not complicated. I'll explain to you. Very simple. I helped uh, Sharon's father with bags once. And he told me, you're not allowed to carry. But I looked at him. Outside, you're not allowed to carry. No, no, no. It was inside the building. But I explained to him like this. We were were in Shabbat. My dad came in front of my house, right next to the building. And he's like, can you bring these bags over to the house? And I start thinking, am I not supposed to carry or am I supposed to carry? This is why, by the way. I'm going to say no to my dad. (laughs) No, in my sense, it's like, I'm showing... By the way, the before you get to that, I just want to address that. If, if your parent tells you to violate the Torah, unless you weren't sure and it wasn't whatever, but if your parent, let's use, if your parent tells you, uh, go, I want you to go and to go to McDonald's and eat, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to listen to your God, to your, to your father. You have to listen to God. You can't, you, you, you cannot violate, your father doesn't come before God. So you say no. So you say, yeah, say no. Sorry, respectfully, obviously. Like, no, son. Huh? Yeah, let me do start with the fire, and then you'll understand where everything, where everything, and then everything will fall into place. You'll understand everything. So why, why can't we do these things? Like, why does God care? Like, why can't, what is the point of Shabbat even? Like, why do we got to keep Shabbat? So let us rest Friday night. Why do we got to do the whole day? So the reason is, is because God created the world in six days. Rest of the seventh day. We work for six days, and we rest the seventh day. Now, why do we do that? Why are we trying to, why are we copying God? What, what is this copycat thing that we're doing over here? And the, and the reason is, is that, well, the re- what we're doing really is by you keeping Shabbat, and why Shabbat is so important, is by you keeping Shabbat, you are testifying with your actions that there is a God. Because just like God did it for six days and He sat for, for and, he, and He rested on the seventh day, it's nice to say, I believe in God. But it's always like, show me an action. Show me what, you know, put it down. I want to see it in action. You know what's action? By you keeping Shabbat, you're testifying that there is a God and God has created the, the, the world and He's continuously running over it. Now, what specifically do we have? It's very interesting because the way, the, the, there's 39 things that we do to, for Shabbat. And those are the 39 ways that we, the 30, there's 39 things that we, way we built the Mishkan, the temple, the, the, the tabernacle. There was like, you can't write because that's what they did to build the Mishkan. You can't build because that's what they did to, to build the Mishkan. You can't take apart because that's what they did on the Mishkan. You can't create a fire because that's what we did in the Mishkan. Why are we emulating everything that the, you know, that the Mishkan was? Because the Mishkan, again, represents everything that's from God. You're, you're presenting a house of God. This, this whole idea of what we do, it's not just some like random things, like some old guy with a beard be like, okay, uh, there's gonna be no fires, uh, let's, yeah, no carrying, uh, I don't like carrying stuff, no carrying for everybody, you know, no building, no racing, no writing, no the weaving, no plowing, no, 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 no cleaning depends. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to throw in the wash, you're not allowed to go, you gotta stay, you're not allowed to, you should not clean it. No, no, you should stay away from cleaning. Yeah. Rest, it's really rest. Your mom tells you, hey, listen, yeah, I want you to clean. Be like, I'm sorry, I'll do it, no problem, after Saturday night. <laughs> Be like, come on, you know, like, you get out of it. It's a get out of jail free card. Be like, uh, um, and and they'll respect it. By the way, if you tell me that your parents won't respect it, it depends how you tell it. Your parents, will, almost every parent will respect it because they're Jewish. I mean, come on, they'll be like, okay, you're not. They don't. They don't hate God. At least most people don't. So they're not gonna be like, yeah, come on, don't be religious. They might not be so for it, but if you show. First of all, they see that you're going to be a better person. All of a sudden, you're a better son. You listen. You're more kind. Because you have to be. That's a law. <laughs> you know, you don't have to respect your, your parents. They're, they'll be like, well, you know, this is not so bad as I thought it was. And if you think about it, religion in itself, you think about it, they'll be like, oh my God, there's like so many things I can't do. Be like, relax. There are things that you can't do, but overall, your life is not going to change that much. Sa- Saturday, what do you waste your time with anyways? Okay, so you guys, whatever it is, but like, yeah, it's like, so you keep on sleeping. Yeah, you know, so don't use the phone. So now, let's say you want the air conditioning. There's no problem, just leave it on all night. Or put on a timer. The lights. 
turn it on, you know, keep it on, off, whatever it is, there's always, your life is not going to change that significantly, that's going to be more difficult. Kosher, come on, you guys live in New York. Kosher, it's, it's enjoyable. You don't want to. You don't want to eat Chipotle. You don't want to. You know. You know. You're gonna be. You know. It comes in one and it goes out the other way very, very quickly, from what I hear. So, like, you know, McDonald's. You definitely don't want to touch that stuff. You don't. No one even has a temptation for that. Schnitzel. Yeah. Oh, that's your The food there is cleaner. Even you go to the dirtiest restaurant. You go to the dirtiest Jewish restaurant, it's cleaner than the nicest uh, non... Because the meat is cut better. Everything is, everything is done in a much, much cleaner way. You're eating... There are some non-Jews that eat kosher because it's healthier. It's like organic. It's like, you know, like organic face. It's like a kosher face. Like, you know, I, people tell me, I only buy kosher meat. I'm like, you don't need to. But like, no, no, no. I can taste the difference. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's healthier. Especially the chicken. Yeah. You do, you, do pay a, you do pay a few dollars extra. You do pay a few dollars extra. But it's a few dollars. But, no, it's not. I've I've seen prices. I've I've price checked it. You buy you buy let's say chicken cutlets like it's it's a few dollars a yeah, few yeah, dollars extra. Overall, maybe at the end of the year you eat a lot of it. it might it might add up, but you're talking about a few dollars every time. So let, here is a good. You go to Schnitz. You go to any place. So you buy a burger. Let's say it's like ten dollars, whatever it is, eight dollars a burger. So you go to a, a non. I'm not talking about McDonald's. I'm talking about like a normal place. I don't know five burgers, four. five guys, whatever it is. You pay four or five dollars. So you pay three dollars extra for some. You know. For spiritual, you know, endless reward, you know, and like, uh, uh, you know, and it's cleaner, it's healthier, you know, you get you get a mitzvah, you make a blessing on it, even it's a win-win situation, and you're not going to lose out because you have to pay a little extra for you be like God, like okay, fine, listen, I got to deduct from your salary over here because you're paying for you know, come on, God's going to take care of you, don't worry I about have it. A question at the end, I don't want to because like this is all interesting. I'm just going to ask. Oh, okay, fine. So, the, but the idea is the, this this thing should answer all your questions on Shabbat. We we do it. So the same idea. This is where all this is what happened in the in the, in the you know in the, in the time when when where we got all the thirty nine things. And this is why we do it because we're emulating what happened. Why are we emulating? Because we're testifying with our bodies that God created the world, and we and and we're showing it that we believe in it. Because this is what we're doing. This is the foundations. This is why we do everything on Shabbat. Is that that this is the this is the point of it? If you ever realize you go to a kosher store, what does it say on the store? It doesn't say I'm a Jew. It doesn't say I keep Yom Kippur. It says Shomel Shabbat. Yeah. That's all it says. You know how you know if it's a religious Jew? Only have like a sticker. Yeah. I, Shomel yeah, Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. Shomel Shabbat. Why? Because that, test, that, that defines if you, you know it defines if you're religious or not. You keep Shabbat or not. That's, that's your defining thing. Everything else is very important. Kosher is very important. Everything else is important. But I, this is the thing that I, at least I personally push. Number one, Shabbat. Shabbat. You can't get you. Shabbat is so, so important. We got to wrap it up? Um, okay. I have two questions. Let's do the two questions and then... Um, okay. So my first question is, I I live in an apartment, right? Yeah. So whenever I fast or when I do Shabbat or whatever, I have two keys. Like two individual keys. One here, one here. They're like keys. that I have here. No, no, no. I'm saying in this sense, one key is to open the front door, the, bar, the downstairs... And one key is the mailbox to take the other keys to open it so I don't wake up my mother or my sister or my dad. Okay. Is that considered... Carrying? I'll tell you what, it's a very easy trick. And this is some anybody that could that lives in a um, in a par, apartment building, it's, it's, this is what you could do. First um, first of all, what you could do is, is um, it's a do, it costs a dollar to make a copy of a key. What I'm talking about, make a copy of the front door. The front door key. And what you do is you hide it somewhere in the, in the front area. I have nowhere. You'll find a place. Trust no, me. The carpet I tried, it sticks out like crazy. Stick Doesn't matter. Stick I it. put it in the radiator at one point. My father found it. Yeah, it? Doesn't matter. All you're keeping is the front the front door. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not your house keys. What about the house I'm going to get deal with that. Okay. So you so you make a few copies of that. Close a dollar. Go to any any Chinese hardware store. Uh -huh. I don't know why I say Chinese. It's my, my <laughs> hardware store is Chinese. Any hardware store. Any place that you make a copy of a key. Hide it somewhere. And and I I've seen somebody. What they did was so you know there's a place that you buzz somebody in. You know that uh, I don't know intercom thingy. So usually it sticks out a little bit. And it's usually made out of metal. I saw a guy do something genius. He took a key and he cut out a small tiny magnet, double-sided magnet, and glued it on, on the key. Or even a one-sided magnet. And what he does is, is that he puts it on the bottom of the buzzer, even on the side on the top. Oh, Nobody can even see it. So he goes over there. He, you know, as he walks in, he just quickly goes in and, 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 and goes in. That's like perfect. that. Wait, what? So, perfect. so, the, a magnet. Oh, you know how they have the metal thing to buzz in? You put it underneath, that's it. You can take it. And no one sees it. Because so, a key is like this thin, oh, so you know you don't seize it. And if somebody sees it and takes it, you make it's a dollar. So you know you make a few of them. Yeah. You have it in the house. Um, and so what do you do in the for the for the for the front door for the for your own house door? What I would recommend is investing in something. And if you can't, I will gladly sponsor it. The it's a it's like a lock. What you do is you put it on a doorknob, and it's a combination. Oh. It's not a Shabbat lock. You no, it's not a Shabbat lock. It's not a Shabbat lock. You, you, so you are easy. What it is is it, it goes, you, every, every door, especially buildings, have the same doorknob, a round door. What it works, so the round door, you have a, a knob like this and then a small pole that comes out to, to hold it, right, the doorknob, right? So what it does is, is there's, a, there's a very, very secure, very secure lock that goes, it's like, um, it, looks, it's like, it looks like this, let's say, but thicker. And then it has a very strong cable like this. So what you do is, is that you have a combination and that opens this part. So the whole box comes off. Why not? Because my door is uh, Russian. What does that mean? It's push. You have to. It's like a. Oh, this yeah. is the key. This is how big my key is. Okay, so you get a bigger door, one. Yeah. And I push it in. What does it mean? You push it in. Like pretend this. There's is my no doorknob. Door you don't no, have a doorknob. No, no, no. Can you send me a picture? Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I have the key or no? <laughs> uh, no, I need to see the actual. Uh, there's always the ways to do it. There's it's always ways to. That is a key. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I've do never that. seen this. This is from Russia. Uh huh. So how do you open the door? Let's, let me show you. Crazy so, I have this key, right? Uh, this this key, right? Yeah. But this key is to open the door in general. Because it's like this. There's a latch. and Can you when, send me a picture? I'll send you. Send me a picture. And then, we'll, okay. and then I'll see if I'll be able to. Um, my second... But and then we'll figure something else out because uh, we'll wrap it up. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And the, the second question, the, the there's always ways around it. You could also you could also even hook it up if you're near the stairs. You can even hook it up to the stairs. Just tell the super like I'm just locking my key over here. He's not going to mind. Like, he doesn't care. Uh, anyways, your second we're, we get around the guarantee. And second question. Let's go and wrap it up. I had it just now. <laughs> no problem. What were you talking about? Me? What were you talking about, about before that? Um. No. no. Before Shabbat? No. no. Keeping Shabbat. Hold on, before we even go further, well, it's a good day to think about it. Are you guys going to try? Shabbat? Yeah. We got Shabbat. You should know, I am so happy that you called me out because it was worth it just for this. Even if this doesn't go online, even if nobody gets to see it, even if not, even if this guy unfortunately marries a non-Jew or whatever, God forbid, and we hope and pray not to. At least, at least we can make a merit for him. You guys are doing this. You could even say that. Merit for him. You can make. You can merit for him. That you guys are be able to get. We got five, six people. Bezat Hashem, Blina is going to start keeping Shabbat. Can he call you? Okay, we'll what? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll give you a number. yeah. 
So, um, Baruch Hashem, I'm very happy. This made my night. This, I was looking for more merits. It was very important. And by the way, it's not only me. Now you guys all getting merits because now is the day of the seal. You know, new year, new me, new you. Now you're telling God, listen, from now I'm going to try. I'm going to try, we're going to do it. You do it as a group, you guys will guarantee to do it. You got Jason Lee. You know, you guys did it already before. You'll be able to do it, no problem. Go see, go here, go to, come to my house Friday night. You, you guys will be completely fine. When it comes to me, I'll touch you. What? When it comes to me, i I've had people that, I, you don't understand how, I used to, when I started, even before the Gorski people came, we used to, I used to go till three in the morning. Now I stop. Now, now I have people walk in and walk out throughout the, throughout the night. But we usually we end about you know eleven thirty or eleven o'clock. Some people already start leaving so that you could you could get home on time. Yeah, we have every three. once in a while we go we you know we go a little bit later, but generally we go early so people could get home on time. No questions. I'll Wrapping it up. Well, Don't forget to pray for that guy. And Bezalel Hashem in the merits, at least of this class, and all of you guys keeping Shabbat. And Bezalel Hashem, you guys should know, you guys are keeping Shabbat. You guys are gonna you're gonna stick to it for for at least a short while. You're gonna see people are gonna join your group. Yeah. You're gonna Bizarre Hashem have success with, with uh Panasa, you're gonna have success with your with your school. Try it. Trust me, you'll be doing it. You'll have to just put in a little extra time than that. And we're gonna speak about you going to Yeshiva. <laughs> but Bizarre Hashem, may we all have tremendous a year. This is this is the final so May we all have a year of complete success. May we all have just tremendous happiness this year. Tremendous spiritual growth going in the right way. Only happiness with our families, with our friends, with our Bizarre Hashem when you find the right one. And only successful Khavatsha. To everybody, and thank you, Jason, and thank you for calling me for this last impromptu quick shield that we made. All right. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.